Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ASP gonna find me, because I wanna be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, say bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that looks good, Alvin. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the maestro of micro-dosing, the punch-drunk pikey, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Waves magazine, Tracks magazine... And uh, the newly minted WSL Korean longboarding, the voice of it, <laughs> the Ray Warren, the Daryl Eastlake of Korean wave pool surfing, Vaughn. Uh, I mean, new heights. Mm, yeah. How was it over I've there? I've made it, mate. I've made it. It was amazing, man. I, was, I actually uh, going to get into it with you in a little bit, Smivy, but uh, the, the queue is sick, mate. And uh, particularly that little leg, Taiwan and, and South Korea. We had a day over there. That was four degrees in the water, mm. like four degrees in the wave pool. That's ice bath cold. Like that's it is. Like I think the ice baths we had at the Swellness Retreat were not as cold as the pool, mate. The only water colder than that on planet Earth that you can surf yeah. in is in the North Sea of Germany, which I've surfed in, mm. and that was two degrees Celsius, yeah. and it was the most painful experience mate, of my life. I fell off a wave. So what happened was I hated the pool for the Kiwi. But in the first day when we first arrived, like you get there, it's a wave pool. The waves are cooking. It's cooking. And I was like, let's go, let's go. So uh, yeah, we put on the gloves, put on the booties. I've come from Bordy, so I've got the rubber on. I just waddle down this sort of thing, just that pump to get out there. As I'm paddling out, uh, Dai Wacko, the Japanese commentator, he got too horny. He just went straight out there and he just turned around. He just died. Didn't even get... Up to his knees in the water, what just turned wacko. around, ran in, and just went, fuck, it's too cold, it's too cold. Paddled out, didn't get my hair wet, didn't duck dive, of course. Fell off on my first wave, and just, oh, I was underwater, like, having a full-blown panic attack, man. I felt, like, my, felt like my head was just getting squeezed in a vice, and I came up, and the next wave was about to break on me, and it, it could have been, like, I was back in Fiji on, on that mega swell in 2012. I was dead set shitting bricks, mate. I was like going, this is the scariest fucking situation you can be in. Because I just did not want to go under again. Mm. I tried mm. to jump over. It got fucking rinsed. Mate, my hands blew up. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happens, but apparently like when you get really cold, blood will rush to the outer extremities of your body, mm. the places where there's just no oxygen, no blood flow. Well, if that's what happened to your hands, what happened to your belly? <laughs> oh, mate, it looked like a fucking champignon buried in a fucking tuft of steel wool. Oh, it was hectic. Yeah, it was fucking, uh, it was crazy. But once we got in there, bro, <laughs> it was, uh, it was sick. That wave pool is mental. Korea is a bullshit country. Fuck, it's amazing where it is, hey. 
on the map. It's like in line with Japan, but it's fully just this little nugget of, you know, uh, I guess, I don't know how to describe it really. It's kind of like a really modern city with all the fucking Western sort of like bells and whistles, but also this sort of really cool, fun, uh, incredibly like culture rich place with just amazing cooking on all the streets are just covered in street foods and fucking fish tanks full of eels and fucking oh, all sorts of magic. shit. And then, yeah, like literally 20 minutes north of Seoul is the border straight mm. over into North Korea, which feeds into China. Like it's just surrounded by fucking gnarly, gnarly regimes and communism and fucking, mm. you know, like this, this sort of life that nobody in those other countries have access to and taiwan again is in another precarious sort of like sort of centerpiece of this insane power struggle between east and west and you can feel it all you can feel it all there but um fuck man beautiful places amazing people i fucking loved and being the voice of you know the wsl uh one star qe asian longboard series fuck dream come true oh better Sign was. Me up, mate does it get any better? Does it get any more prestigious, any more nah. gold cone piece worthy than a one-star Korean nah. longboarding back, contest? Mate. I think I'm not. Back. I thought there was a shafter old fucking Vaughn, mate, but he's back. He's, he's back. back on the fucking He's back on the pong gigs. <laughs> you beauty. Yeah, got a Respect few for the call, Lord. Got a few persos there, mate. I'll fucking whack a few up. You know how much I feel about the persos. Yeah, big shout out to Kate Myers for the, uh, the shots. Appreciate it. Oh, she's coming on the show. Kate. Already recorded. Mizey, bruh. Done. Yeah, we'll launch it in the next week or so. Well played. Never heard of her. Nah. Nice one. Finger Finger Number five. Mulligmore goes Mondo. The Irish slab bared its teeth for a swell that Nate Florence was calling in the 20 to 25 foot (laughs) realm. And it was perfect. Big and perfect and Coning mm. uh, reminded me of the the 2012 Fiji swell. Actually, uh, just a whole lot less hype on it. Yeah, for whatever reason, I guess the, the world's best surfers weren't there to dog it. So that uh, <laughs> that makes a difference. Pussies. Uh, and yeah, just a, a bunch of fucking psychopathic call lord cone fiend hellman, yeah. including a, a good friend of the show who uh, I don't know if he's comfortable mentioning his name on here, so I won't, but yeah. uh, went over there on, on a mental trip, uh, got a psycho one out there, got fully scorpioned, broke five ribs, oh. and ended up in Sligo Hospital, uh, and he's still on the mend, but uh, you know, well played. He did well. He was capped off in a, a mental trip over there, mm. but Nate Florence even, like, mate, I've never seen him look that rattled. Mm. He had three proper hidings uh, for one Mondo cone. Mm. And, uh, mate, he was on the, the cusp of greening out when he was in that car. He, you know, I, I, we've all been there. Yeah. And he looked, uh, yeah, he was going yeah. a, 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 sh- a shade of green. It looked a bit like a four-leaf clover, a shade of white. He had a bit mm. of that Irish complexion. <laughs> he was looking sick. Got a real taste of the culture. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, mate. I, when these uh, images and, and footage just started coming out, Kind of everywhere was pumping. We were almost in another fucking, uh, oh, what were we calling it back in the day? Where we, Swell Apocalypse. Yes, Swell Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah, I felt like, you know, uh, the Pacific was going bananas. The Atlantic was going absolutely nuts. The only place that wasn't pumping Smithy was the Indian, where I happened to be on a fucking boat trip. So, <laughs> Skunksville. Vaughn getting stitched there. Shout out Johnny McGrodo. Thanks for the trip, mate. Hell time on Baron Joey, but... Uh, yeah, a few fucking pipes wouldn't have gone astray, mate. Oh, Vorno, we need some fucking pipes, bruh. Pipes of some kind. Yeah, if you can't pipe them up, pipe them up with yeah. some shaboo. But I fucking, 
I can't get enough of Ireland, hey? Like, the big wave scene there, like, how it's... Like, what was your first uh, sort of introduction to it? Was it Litmus, where Fitzy and Frank and Kidman went up there and fucking, like... Mate, Joel Fitzy's fucking... That, that psycho side-slipping yeah. under-the-hook drop on a single yeah. thing. I think it was Mulligmore. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's just... Searching for Tom Curran, too, I believe. Brody, fucking gargling, gross-looking, just... Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, Fergal and Mikey, uh, you know, they got they got kind of the spotlight really shined on sort of just the slab scene up there and some of these outer bombies uh, and whatnot. And the bodyboarders also, let's lit. not forget, because nah. actually... Uh, I'm only talking about my experience, not, yeah. not so much what, what was going Smith on. Mickey Smith and that, like, yeah. those guys found a lot of those waves, pioneered, and Brendan Newton actually, uh, one of the That's former right. guests on this show, fucking pioneering oh. Eileen's paddling hey. out in the fucking dark. Brother, can I fucking get a fist pump on the Brendan Newton eps? You know. fucking so good. If you haven't dog. listened to him. Scroll back as soon as you finish this, because I know you've got some driving coming up over the Chrissy holidays. Mm. Get on those Newton Epps, mate. They're fucking... He's one of the greats. I was sweating bullets, dude, listening to some of that shit. Sweating. Like, mm. I was doing shit around the house. I had fucking big old pits Oyster of... patches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, I tell you, you could ring them out and get a good old fucking half a cup full, I reckon. Half a glass of <laughs> deadly's finest fucking oh, the pit juice. The glass is always <laughs> half full round here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, the island, the island surf scene is just such a stoker, man. And fuck, what is it with Irish cunts? Hey, like, there's some connection with Australia. Like, some an connection. obvious connection. Like, Mate, all the, the fuck. joint was a fucking Irish convict a, colony. Yeah, wasn't we, it? we were washed with fucking Irish blood. We've in all this got country. them freckly fucking jeans down here, just perishing under yeah. this inferno. Just sent over under the fucking jackboot. Of the red coats and fucking, we done good, mate. We fucking done good. Look at us now! Yeah. We're killing it! Yeah, as usual, the fucking palms, they shift us off to these faraway fucking Still lands. Still stuck there and on here this we are, shitty island. Slab prisoners, slab of Mother England. Out of reef fucking bombies. We're fucking owning it. And uh, I've just got, uh, I feel a deep kinship to the brotherhood and the sisterhood of the Irish surf scene, man. I fucking, I feel it. You know, Jared McNeid and uh, Connor. Fucking Maguire. Oh, all the. I'm, I'm fucking saying Scottish. I'm, I always go Scottish. Yeah, sorry, we're going to butcher the accent. That's an inevitability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking that's people why. butcher ours all the time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just love the way that you know, crew get over there. They just fucking get it done. It's no nonsense. And as you said, Smithy, not a whole lot of hype around it, man. No real like you know fucking beating of the drum or whatnot. Yeah, the clips come out. Yeah, they go viral because it's fucking sensational shit. But geez, I'm loving it. What about? Just the mad cunts, eh? Mad cunts. Mm. Irish crew. Mm. Love them. Mm. I mean, the, the, if I think of the, you know, Ned Kelly, probably the most famous mm. Australian Irish. Illiterate pikey hell man. Robin aristocrats are their gold. Yeah. Spreading amongst the poor Getting like Robin done. Hood. Getting it done. Australian icon. Jim Owen. There's another mad cunt. Oh, what a classic. <laughs> well played. Went saw him at Bangalore Hall the other day. He's fucking all time. Ty Keneally. Yeah. Remember that bloke? Oh. Ripping it up for the Sydney Swans. Yeah. Coming over from Gaelic football. Fully. Carving. Love it. Anyway, yeah. That's my... Uh, any, anything else you want to take? Oh, away yeah. Fucking oath, oh, mate. Heaps, isn't heaps. It? Uh, yeah. Luca Chumbo got... I don't know even how to describe the wavy cord. He got whipped into it. But the thing was like a, a 20 to 25 foot grower. Mm. Just fluted off the end and blew him out in, in what has to be... You know, it, I don't think Chopes... Like... It doesn't have the height on it, really, that Mulligmore on this wave seemed to have. Like, it was just a freak of nature, this thing. Mm. And it blew him out. 
And and Chumbo was just fucking baffled. He was just like, he just kind of was just like, what did I just experience? Mm. It, it does not get more psycho than yeah. that. Uh, a shout out to the Core Lords fucking doing their best out there. Like, wasn't a lot of makes. Um, you know, when Nate Florence is falling on three waves, when his make rate is down to a quarter, yeah. 25%, mate, you're doing well to be out there and not getting hurt. And, and some of the, the underground guys, yeah, they were paying to play uh, in a big way, including mm. our loyal Swellian, who's uh, nursing the broken ribs. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking madness. I mean, where's, where is going to be the next, where's the next realm? Where do we go after Ireland and these these far flung places? I agree with what you're saying. You know, there's there's a major difference between getting hammered in uh, the tropical countries and getting hammered in a cold, dark water. You know, dark ocean. Like you go down, mate. You're not just dealing with the seafloor. You're dealing with fucking beds of kelp and just all sorts of fucking things that are under there. What, what creatures? Like, where do we go from here, man? Like, what's left? Is are, are we off to just these waves like Pedra Branca, where you just you just hope that there's you see some bit of whitewash on a fucking Google Earth map and you just go and fucking hit it. Or could it be Neptune, Uranus, even Vaughn mm. sticking a fucking rhino chaser through the outer rings of Uranus? Let's get on a musky bra. <laughs> see what musky's got to say, yeah. eh? Yeah, hey, eh? yeah. Hey. Musky knows. That's why he's booked. That's why he's packing the fucking O and E board bag, mate. He's got a coffin in his rocket. Don't worry about that, bra. Well played. So, Smithy, uh, we did allude to it, but I've got a question for you. Is the Asian Australian Oceanic Regional Kiwi the real dream tour? Mate, uh, if the late 90s of world tour surfing is anything to go by, you'd have to say a resounding fucking elf. Yeah, Yeah, check it out, man. I mean, uh, when I had this fucking proboscis... Well and truly on the Q grindstone, as you know, if I can admit, takes a fair bit to wear this thing down. Mm. You've got a fucking hiding. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like was having such a good time and I, I looked at some of the events that have been on the regional queue and caught the setups on this thing, dude. So you kick off in Indo, you've got Nias, fucking world famous, like especially post tsunami uh, reef rays. You've got like world class. Bottom dredging cones out oh. there. Uh, you got crewy, like fucking rippable left hander. Yeah, not that, to mention the surrounding zone. Sh- sh- oh, sh- sh- ah. uh, yeah, uh, crew, but that holds up to fucking, as we saw, like eight to ten foot, uh, what, one, two years ago? Like, and how many rippable lefts are there on tour? Almost none. So you've got fucking that as a, a little flag as well. Then you've got like this sort of um, uh, Asian Pacific region thing going on with. Cloud nine, a wave so good, fucking Mike Boyum fucking starved himself on the cliffs above it. Yeah, kept vigil. Just, uh, yeah. You know, like, a, like the true core lord cone fiend monk yeah. that he was. And uh, I've surfed that wave, mate. It's fucking incredible. It is. It's like backdoor. I've been there twice. It's fucking amazing. It's it a, a backdoor and some bulbous yeah. Indo slab. Yeah. It's fucking mental. Yeah. And then you've got uh, India. So India has is on the QE map. They had their first QS there this year. Apparently the waves were sick, fun beaches. Don't need to tell Smitty about that. And just a hop, skip and a jump to the fucking swellness pilgrimage that heads up into the fucking... Correct, Amundo. Himalayas. So I smell a little collaboration coming yeah, on, man. Man. Fucking take down fucking, uh, I don't know, take down uh, Hiroto Hohara in your first heat. 
head up the hill to fucking Smithy's joint. Couple of fucking hashish get on bit the chillium. The next thing is you fucking back down the hill with fucking spiritual enlightenment. Fucking you're done, oh, mate. mate. Are you kidding me? You don't even need to compete nah. anymore. You don't need any nah. silverware after a trip on the swellness pilgrimage. Yeah, mate. Fucking uh, yeah. You're not just heading to fucking uh, Bunnings to pick up your Bailey's ladder or your Yeti cooler. You're fucking going up the hill with Smithy, bro. Fucking off, bro. Fucking off, bro. Like uh, Jinzu and Harbour in Taiwan. Full little lower setup, so like that's, I would call it not too different at all. Uh, there's left points all around there. Fuck, Taiwan gets good ways, mm. like, like won't blow any of the secrets, but like it is not one of those places that's relying on typhoons for swell. Mm. Like there's a lot going on down there. Um, and then like you chuck in, uh, you know, the comps at home, Merriweather in Newey. Fucking Not bad. The bra. Good size. The bra bra. Oh, the bra. Snickers. Snickers 1000. Or is, yeah, it, is it a fucking Mexicola setup? Yeah, man. Thanks, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Uh, but, you, the, mate, you're talking about a culture rich, surf rich experience mm. for the poorest cunts in fucking pro surfing. Well and played. Mate, How cosmic. How calming. I know. I know. And, mate. And right. they're getting cones at the end of it. And they're getting on the beers yeah. and the pseudos and a bit of jiggy jig, a bit of make banana cry, yeah. no doubt, Vaughn. They're getting the best food, the best waves. They're having a hell time with their mates because there's no pressure. The fucking whole thing operates like one big family. And, mate, it's pretty much you fucking chuck a Pipe Masters or a couple of slabs in there. Bang. You've got wow. yourself a fucking legitimate dream tour, bruh. Magic. The whole calzone, eh? Mamma mia, it's so good. I got dog, I say, must. Yeah, and uh, interesting. Maybe lecky pick, lecky pick. Let's hope they don't go there, but lecky pick. That could mm. be an option. For uh, sure, Lecky pick. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, uh, I found the whole experience of being on the queue and the, and the surfers who are on it, like, there's something pretty cool about what's going on there, bro. Like, there's something really cool. So J- Japan, Indonesia, uh, the Pacific sort of region, uh, Philippines, uh, and some of the other little uh, countries around there, and Australia have heaps of dual sanctioned events so you can go and surf in all these events around the joint and you get points towards your own tour basically so you're not directly competing for the same ratings points even though you take those points uh it's a bit convoluted but it's it sort of breeds this fucking epic energy where they're all getting together and by the time they hit the changers they're all in that one unit if you know mm. what i mean so you got aussies going for the japanese you got indonesians going for the aussies and the japanese like everyone's like this one big family Mad. And what really brought that to light uh, was actually fucked, dude. It was the worst tragedy. Um, uh, a young Indonesia surfer died while we were, like, during the contest what? while we were there in Taiwan. He, uh, a, a young kid named uh, Fabri Ansaya, and he was um, one of Rio Wider's sparring partners growing up, one of his best friends. Uh, he was number one. He was a national champ in Indonesia on his way to, um, you know, joining Rio at that top league. And he had a, a, an accident and tragically passed away. And uh, it just fucking sent the contest but into a spiral, dude. It was gnarly. He back at home or at the event at site? At the event. At the event oh during the event uh, window. So it wasn't during the day. It was at night time. Um, what? It was a traffic accident. And uh, So was that at the Indo stop? Or? No, this is in Taiwan. Oh, my God. So, like, during the day, I'm not joking, the Indonesians were all in this incredible group of, of mates and family and friends. Fuck, that is um, up, Rizal T- Tanjung was there and, mate, his leadership, his fucking spiritual, just fucking, mana's the wrong word, but, you know, the, the Indonesian fucking 
heart that that guy has and the power that he had to pull everyone through that time was sight to behold. But one thing I wanted to shout out um, was the way the was handled that scenario with the most incredible compassion and thoughtfulness and fucking nailed it, man. Like Ty Cerati, Bonnie McLeod, they're the sort of the two head was crew there. And they just went straight into action, man. They had all the Indonesians, like they, they were taking care of back end sort of logistics because it's fucking like Indonesia. Like imagine you're from Indonesia, you lose someone overseas, you know, like the all that fucking head fuckery that goes on trying to get a, not just deal with the initial grief, but all the shit that comes with it. Like, you know, you got to somehow start putting things in oh, motion. Mate, so it's, can, it's the most impoverished third world country. Yeah. Uh, you're guaranteed that that bloke's not from coin pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, who knows? Like all of the, the back end oh, stuff. He's definitely not from coin. Like uh, Rizal was telling me his family collects bottles and, <sighs> and takes them to get recycled to make money. Like that's how Bro, he was doing it. That makes it all the more heavier because in these countries you have children so that, you know, you need them to, to provide for the family. Yeah. There's no social security. There's no nah. social welfare. Like it, when, when a young man dies, the, the, you know, there's the tragedy yeah. of, of his loss of life, but the impact on the family in a survival sense mm. is big. Well, it was huge, man. And the first thing uh, that, you know, got put up was a fund, a crowdfunder, right, to try and raise money to get, just to get mm. February home to his family. That was a big <sighs> one, right? Um, and I started copping like DMs from people going, why isn't the WCL just fucking paying for this shit and all that? And I was like, mate, believe it or not, like all of that mechanics was at play. Like they were the ones sort of setting all this up. It, it all goes through an insurance company eventually and it all gets around. So that money was just put in place instantly and they raised the money in a heartbeat. Like it was so, so uh, like easily achieved and Rizal was just so grateful that, you know, it was all sort of, it just took all the stress out of that particular mm. scenario. That's mad to hear the surfing community instantly, come together instantly. instantly. Mate, like by the end of that f first afternoon, it was done. Wow. And all the rest of the money goes to his family. Of course. So, was saying. so yeah. that was amazing. But um, yeah, man, I was just blown away by every single like aspect of that, that tragedy was dealt with so well. Like they called meetings with all the surfers saying, is everyone okay? Like, what do you want to do? And all the surfers sat around and were like, oh, let's, um, let's just, we'll do whatever the Indonesian crew want to do. And the Indonesian crew got together and they were like, well, we want to push forward is what Fabri would have wanted. Mm. And uh, they were like, but can we have a paddle out? And all, and, and just every step of the way, the Ty and Bonnie and the Waz were there like facilitating the easiest path through the trauma fucking blew my mind man i was so so stoked and so uh yeah so grateful because it was a fucking tragedy man and right down to the very like i'm talking like counselors on hand for anyone staff or surfers or competitors who wanted to you know open up and just pour it out they had someone to talk to it was classy shit dude. oh man yeah. it, it, it's a mad insight that you give because yeah it really when you talk about you know the Nias comps, you know, one by Margo in the the, yeah. the, the, the 90s, the, 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 even the early G-Land comps, like that's what they were. They were this kind of like DIY jungle spec event. Uh, yeah. And that was like a golden age of surfing. Yeah. And the WSL has, has moved on from that, like at the world tour level. And so it's good to see that that, that level of 
bodgy contest scaffolding and sick waves mm. and, and and just you know underground battlers battling it out and taking care of each other at the same time yeah. and just that what what goes onto us stays onto it, that kind of like that that's the surf culture that I grew up yeah. in watching yeah. unfold in videos and DVDs. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, sick to know that the WCL is bankrolling that and that it, it, it's still they. going. And and yeah. not only are they bankrolling it, they're, they're taking care of people Fully. when shit goes down, yeah. uh, which, you know, back in the day, they probably didn't even have the resources to really do stuff like that if someone passed away on Mate, the road. The, so. their, their protocols were on point and there was a genuine sense of, of care. So I, I was, yeah, I, I was really fucking stoked to see that whole operation in such a fucking hectic situation it was really cool and a uh, big shout out to them but yeah man on the positive side you know after during the paddle out and afterwards the camaraderie of that tour is unlike anything man like it reminded me heaps of the swelling army you know like where you get to the changers and you've got to actually generate the sort of energy that just came naturally to those to all those competitors watching that contest. They all sit together in a big group. It's one of the loudest comps that won at um, Jinzun Harbour in Taiwan because the, the break and the spectating platform are within earshot. Mm, so I you can that. literally hear it. No, you can that. see it. You can feel that roar. Fuck, dude. So cool. But, yeah, that's my number four. Uh, it, it was... Uh, it, it is a dream tour. It's a mm. fucking dream. Like the, the the grommets who are just putting their toe in the water, I reckon they fucking got it better than the cunts at the fucking top of the tree, bruh. And they've definitely got it better <laughs> than the cunts on the Changers. You oh. me ripped yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chang needs a little reshuffle, doesn't it? Holy it's, smokes. Uh, Give him some waves. It's having a shock. Hell yeah, at least. I mean, it kicks off all right. You know, snapper and narrowbone, that's fun. Oh, well. But let's get fuck. some slabs. Let's get some cones. Let's give those Changers crew who have earned it the chance to fucking send it, Smoothie. Mm. Or is that what it is? It's just this weird purgatory that you must suffer in <laughs> before you get to the world tour. Limbo, ne- bruh. Exactly. You're, yeah. uh, you're neither here nor there. You're just stuck in this netherworld of, uh, you know, you've got enough money to get around the world, yeah. but there's definitely no comfort. Nah. The waves are fucked. Yeah. And you're dealing with a lot of pressure yeah. before you graduate to the big leagues. Who knows? Jesus. WSL knows. It seems like that's where the heartache really lives on the Chang. Because, you know, look at Morgs, Dylan Moffat, and uh, Chippo a year before this one. Is Dylan Moffat at the moment? 11. Is he fully Moffat? Oh, he's Moffat, mate. Fuck, I bet he's Moffat. Fuck, he's a good surfer, eh? Yeah. He rips, Whippity, mate. Fucking angry whizzity. ranger. Giving it some. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I love fucking... Anyway. Yeah, too, Bob, from the real dream tour. Smithy. Hawaii psycho, Vaughn. Uh, it's kicked mm. off in the islands, bruh. <laughs> Barely even December and the coconuts are already falling off the trees over there. Yep. So uh, don't, don't nod off. Don't be on the Murray Cod under mm. a coconut tree because you might fucking die. Yeah. And you might also die at 50 foot. Piahi! Or at the back door or pipeline because they're all popping off. Mm. Uh, the outer reefs there on the North Shore, it's all popping right off on uh, Eva. Some crazy days out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, crazy, you know, typical all-star cast on the pipe swells. Nate Florence, uh, John, Ivan, uh, Koa, fucking, you know, J-O-B, all the, all yeah. the big dogs stuffing their face as per usual. Yeah. But for me... Nate Florence, mate, he's a cut above. The guy mm. is, what trips me out about him is 
the ability to survive heavy situations, like his ability to fall off in, mm. in ways that are so creative and so safe, uh, despite the potential death, mm. uh, he's like an aquatic stuntman. Mm. And you've watched it kind of evolve, this this pin-dropping, cartwheeling, face-planting uh, act yeah. that he's got going on. What will Nasty Nate do next? Off the top rope, here he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great theatre. And uh, we watched it evolve over the course of this kind of tour de slab mm. over there in Scotland and Ireland on these like just weird novelty slabs and his ability just to kind of commit uh, but know that like if it doesn't pan out, he can still jump off from the top rope safely and mm. uh, or, or he can at least get to the bottom and face plant there and, and kind of dip mm. out the bottom of the wave. He's just a, an amazing guy at falling off, which then enables him to get the one over and over again. And uh, there was just a couple at Pipeline mm. that I just thought were fucking wave of the winter spec, yeah. like just nasty, angry, orbular, warped out pipe slabs, you know, mm. not the perfect variety, the fucking yeah. boog variety. Yeah. Uh, but he's stuffing himself in them. And it's great theatre. I'll pay it, more. Oh, for sure. Actually, you bring up an interesting point about falling well. Like skateboarders are the, the masters, obviously, you know, they're dealing with concrete, they're fucking going at high speed, they're usually coming off of some sort of hectic vertical incline or whatever and just having to deal with that zero transition onto fucking bone crushing fucking cement, mate. Like there's no forgiveness there. So it astounds me that they can just get up and do that again and again three or four times before they'll make something and... <clears throat> it just comes down to knowing how to fall. Mm. And I remember Parko saying, remember that, uh, you know that right hander in um, up up north, uh, far north, yeah, north yeah. west WA? Slater's yeah, yeah. right, I, they call it fucking. Yeah, right. Slater's yeah. right? Well, I mean, that's what hey, I was. Hey, I was the guy fucking dominated. Yeah, 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 fucking oath. But Joel was surfing that wave with um, Andy and he kept on popping out the back. Mm. And Joel was like, because that's that wave. If you fucking doggy door, like you're kind of doggy dooring it straight into urchins On the and bricks. fucking rocks yeah. and shit. It's a closeout. And so oh, yeah, Andy would just joint. fall off and he, and he said to Joel, like, there's a place you can fall in the barrel. There's mm. this one little moment where you can pick this spot and he goes, you almost go, I'll try and remember this off the top of my head. I might even fucking try and get Parker on the blower. If I don't, you know I didn't get onto him. But if I do, this is where we're going to drop it. <laughs> but we might not have. So, But he said there's a place where I think you get on the tail and then you just quickly pop off into this sort of little dead spot you create that's in in, wow. I'm talking cone equential. You create this little well that you can pop down. That's some and deep state yeah, cone bro, conspiracy thinking right there. Oath, man. But that's, that's, that's like the space but, that Cone and Hayes, I, the great cone spiracy, exist in. I remember Parko saying he, he found it. Wow. He found it. He, he found, found the wormhole. The portal. The wormhole. Wow. Yeah. You dive in and you don't pop out the back. You actually travel through this weird, like, fucking, you know, uh, yeah. Rick and Morty fucking. Yeah, yeah, other dimension. Yeah, yep. the fourth realm, they yep. call it. You pop up into all sorts of fucking weird places. But uh, yeah, he found that zone. And I just wonder whether the Florence brothers have tapped mm. that same little wormhole, mate. No doubt they have. Mm. No doubt they have. Yeah, the act of falling. And it's interesting, in that moment when you're peeking over the, the edge of a, a serious yeah. slab, like those skilled guys, they know, and, and even the punter knows, like the punter myself uh, talking here knows that when you peek over the slab, like your bones yeah. are telling you no cunt. Oh, you're, yeah. you're not up yeah. to this. Yeah, big and time. you pull back. 
Uh, and be, the reason that your bones are screaming at you on every cell in your body is because that like next bit, like you're behind mm. the thickest bit of ocean. This yeah. is my fucking primitive slab knowledge. Yeah. Uh, you're putting yourself behind the thickest bit of ocean. So when it is in the six to eight foot realm, uh, you know, for starters, you can't blow the drop. Mm. That you need to have some element of control yeah. in that moment. Yeah. If you blow that bit and you end up in in, in the bit that you're trying to backdoor, yeah. you're fucked. Oh, like you that's the so thickest part of the wave. Fucking drilled, bruh. In any of those proper yeah. consequential orbs, slabs, like you can't fall in that part. Whereas mm. those guys, they know they can at the very least get in or they can jump or like, you know, they have methods. There's just so many like that amazing insight you just gave. Yeah. There's so many little tricks to the trade mm. and things that that hyper-vigilant, ultra-trained, black belt master can see in a wave mm. that allows them to navigate these yeah. situations where the mere mortal, he doesn't see that shit. No. And it just fucking blindsides him and rams him into the reef head first, yeah, man. sticks his fucking asshole over his head like a giant cape. Mm. And just suffocates him. <laughs> oh, well, I've never seen, I'm sure that, you've seen it a couple of well, times. I have, someone I've never someone seen up their head, literally up their sphincter, yeah, and they I, can't breathe. I and have they die. seen it. I mean, and these 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 are the crew who are starting to fucking pack out these lineups, dude. Like, there was a time where the outer realm of big wave surfing, you know, of hardcore slab shamanism, was just for the select few. It was it was the habitat of a very select few and now it is a fucking dog's brekkie out there, bruh. So um yeah, it's crazy. I, I just can't believe it when you're looking at these waves and there's just it looks like snapper rocks out there. Mm. Every man his dog dude. Like like Piahi is is so ridiculous. And when you're seeing people like Kyle Lenny in situations like the one that he just posted the other day, which we we reposted, I think, backwards over the falls, dude. Backwards yeah. over the falls at Jaws. Mate, like, I... That is the most rookie error I've ever seen. And that's... I'm not saying he's kooking it because fucking obviously he's the biggest well, freak ever. he's kind of kooking it. He kicked it! I was uh, baffled by that. I'm like, mate, surely you're not that that hard up for a sled. <laughs> yeah, that you're swimming. Yeah, oh, no, I broke my leggy. Fuck, got to save me ball. I'm just going to hit the rocks. Ah! <laughs> rookie error. We've all been there. Oh, mate. Yeah. You, you know, Just when you're in, go, in your head, you're going, I got this. I got this. I got it. I got it. No, I haven't got it. I'm backwards over the falls. That was so. How's the vomit coming out of you? Ugh. Thinking about it. Ouch. That weightlessness. It's gonna hurt. You know, when it's got you and you, you haven't quite <laughs> hit that that point of like uh, terminal velocity in the lip as it's going down. Whoa, dude. Oh, that made me. That was bad. Yeah. Couple, yeah. Of, couple of evil. Evil wipeouts on that swell. Uh, I saw another clip of yeah. Albie Layer. I think he, he whipped some bloke into one, and the dude just goes, man, couldn't quite get into it. Just kicked off the back, and there's just a fucking a thousand foot wave just <laughs> mows him down. And oh. Albie's like, you know, oh fuck! Like imagine yeah. that being the toe partner, the yeah. guilt of just what you don't get a guy into the wave. You don't quite get him in the spot, <sighs> and uh, he, he he kicks out. Only to get just fucking decimated oh. by Neptune See, with all these tridents just fair up your coins. Oh man, that is fucking hilarious to me. Like it seems to me like fifteen years ago that never would have happened ever. Like they just would have dialed it in. You know they did so much prep. They did so much like pre-game fucking uh, study to make sure that they were always in the right place at the right time. And now it's just fucking 
cowboys from hell out there, bruh. Mm. Uh, not that, you know, Albie doesn't know what he's doing, but still, like you're seeing Kyle Lenny goes backwards over the floor, over the falls. You're seeing Nate Florence get fucking drilled on. It's because there's less resources, man. Like, surely if those guys were just out there and they had it to themselves old school, like 10 guys out max, they're not going those ones. They're just like kind of trying to find the one that's going to be the one. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, Hawaii, cooking. Cooking. Fuck, dude. Islands, bruh. What do you reckon? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, with Hawaii cooking so hard right now, part of me is really missing this end. Like, I feel like I've got a, a weird amputation, like a ghost limb, where my old pro surfing end of the year mm. handy used to be. It's just this fucking nub that's got a few tingles in it. Ghost, ghost neural <laughs> pathways. <laughs> just flapping a- around, looking for stimulation. You know what I mean? Like, orbs, cones and mortal coniquins. World title winning pipeline shenanigans yeah. right now. And it's just this sort of dead zone where that's there's it. all this swell, there's all this waves getting conquered, but not a whole lot to sort of really sink your teeth into. No, it's such a good point. I mean, yeah. we're deep into the spring sting, nothing but novelties. And usually at this time, you can at least vicariously Watch people stuff their mm. face in serious energy. Old school would be starting this week. Mm. You and a, you and I would be. Holy. Yeah, mate. Well, I've, can you? I'm going to get you to just give me ghost nubs a bit of a scratch after this epic. Mm. That's cool because mm. mm. they're tingling, man. Yeah, that's nasty. Mm. You don't want any nub tingling. Bad looks, movie. Ooh. Oh yes, Miv. This is a good one, bro. Laura Enneba scores Guinness Book of World Records for biggest wave ever paddled by a woman. Well played, Lazar. On your Lazla. The nymph from North Narrabeen paddled out to a North Shore outer reef. The day of the Eddie was that big day, mm. the Monstro Day. Uh, Love that. With... Didn't get the invite. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck your dogs. I'm going to get a fucking pack one up the point. Oh, yeah. You know, it's 10 foot bigger in the corner. I'll fucking see it. Yeah. Hey? Huh? Fucking North Narrow style, bro. And then HU can't fuck it. way bigger than this. This is fucking dog shit compared to the bombing at home, mate. I fucking rode one into the pool one year. Bah. Anyway, um, yeah, mate. Uh, she's re- she's etched herself into Whoa. the into the history books or a history book. Yes, which book is that? Yes, born? it's the Guinness Book of uh, World Records, published by an Irish Irish brewing company. Mm. Some uh, Irish drunkard, she's in there amongst the, the spittle and blood gum oh, stains, well, the, the gingivitis, etched in gingivitis excrement. When I was a grom, I never put the two, two and two together that the Guinness Book of World Records was published by Guinness, the same crew who made your, your poo go blacker than crude oil. <laughs> Trying to get to a fucking whole pint of Guinness. It's impossible. I know, man. And, uh, but she's uh, eating 10 steaks. Well, she's immortalized herself uh, alongside, you know, other World famous world record holders such as uh, the man with the world's longest fingernails. Oh, that's uh, magic! The, uh, the woman with the most spoons balanced simultaneously on her body, Smithy, and um, also the boy who has the farthest milk squirting distance. So she's a she's amongst elite company, mate. She's elite amongst company. elite company. Wow! But um, yeah, mate. Look, the award was not with. Uh, Without its detractors, it was marred in a slight bit of contro- controversy. Contro- con- controversy? What could that be? Yeah, well, uh, look, it, it appears that there is some sort of conspiracy going down. No that way. Jesse Miley Dyer and the Woz had fudged the numbers, somehow pulled out a tape with centimetres instead of inches on it to uh, fudge what has, uh, has been the measuring 
standard for this wave and uh, in doing so have somehow uh, put their was commentator in the box seat for this highly sought after mm. um, you know black turd award which is the the Guinness award yes. of course uh, Black, but there is no evidence to suggest so. There's no evidence to suggest so. No smoking gun? The, uh, no, no smoking gun. But there, uh, as is the case, whenever there's a little whiff of something fishy in the water, you know, beef will dive oh, on yeah, it. Like if they fucking, smell like oh, Guinness grog bog. Yeah, they will get all over that. And um, they've uh, uncovered a few other uh, sour grapes out there in the big wave, women's big wave Women's big wave surf fraternity community. Mm. It doesn't seem as supportive nor as uh, co- full of camaraderie and sisterhood as, as the men's big wave world sur- uh, world surf scene. So you mean to tell me it's not the woke yaya sisterhood that we've been led to believe, where they're all backing each other as they try to shatter glass ceilings or piss all over glass ceilings? I think ceilings. there's blood feuds everywhere, man. Wow. I think there's blood feuds everywhere. There's blood in the water, Smithy. There's blood in the water oh, in the Women's Big Wave World Tour. And I'm, mate, I think, you know, well, my, my Kabira and, and Justine Dupont, they have been threatening to get in the octagon for a long, long time, bruh. And I think there's a few fans of Justine Dupont who are not happy about this award being handed over to Laura. But... Credit where credit's due, mate. She didn't just paddle out with a fucking a vest on and a gaff and just go, I'll have a crack at this. She's done the hard yards on Australian slabs, mate. And I challenge any big wave surfer, I'm men, male or female, to surf some of the fucking setups that Laura's had a crack God, at. So, big time. In my view, Smithy, uh, which is only my own, but uh, I know is shared by Swellians worldwide. That is that our Lazzle has well and truly earned her place alongside the world's longest foreskin. Uh, most coins shoved inside a foreskin. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, most toe jam ripped from a an overgrown toenail. All these elite achievements by the world's greats, and she can hold her head up high amongst them. Mm-hmm, yep. And uh, next cap on the rank, the world's biggest jar of egg jam. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> She's a shoo-in, mate. Got to be. Just make sure you've got the scales well and truly sorted before you. Because otherwise, we don't need to invite this sort of controversy into our lives, mate. We don't need people piling onto the walls. They've got enough to worry about without having to fucking fiddle and fudge with the measuring of big wave Don't leave it up to Miley Dye. Leave it up to the official Guinness record checker, that closet Irish alcoholic with the toupee who's fumbling (laughs) around with some fucking... 1800 spec measuring scales. <laughs> He's the official. You don't fuck around with the Guinness Book yeah. of Records, mate. You, you can just, just like... see him there with the, the egg jam on one side of the scale and him with his little weights just <laughs> slowly putting them on the other side. <laughs> it's official. It is three quarter pints of egg jam <laughs> from Laura Edover. Thank you, Laura. And uh, I mean, it's a bit rich coming from Gebera. I don't think I've even seen a catchaway. The only time I've ever seen her pop up uh, in surfing is when Poto's got her by the back of the hair, wrenching her to safety, or she's getting the life pumped back in her on the beach in Nazaray. <laughs> she's fucking a, a glorified corpse. Has anyone even checked her pulse? <laughs> she's nothing more than weekend at Bernadette's. Oh. Just shuffling around, they're just whipping this corpse. Is she even alive, or are they just whipping a corpse into waves? <laughs> Hey, um, is she still going out with Billy from Neighbours? Wow. She was going out with Billy from Neighbours. Yeah. Fuck, I can tell you who's wearing the pants in that relationship. <laughs> and it's not Billy. 
back, Yvonne! He's back! He's back. The Intergeneral Core Lord Confine, son of a big wave gun, has done it again. Rinsed corn by Jingo! He's done it this time. The outermost limits of leisure is his latest offering to the surf gods and surf dods doth decree. It's fairly off its teat and out of its gird. It's fizzing. It's fucked up. It'll do your head in. Are you kidding me? <sighs> Brother, is this clip of the year? It's got to be. Like, it's, I, I don't know what more you can do on a surfboard, on moving water, that can top this. Unless like, well, Nate Florence could make some skits, but mega mix mash up, and I've said this to him on Instagram. Yeah. Mash it up, you cunt! Don't make us <laughs> sift through fucking hours of you eating breakfast nah, that, see, this to is, see the slabs. Just give us what we nah, want. This is where Nate Dog is gonna, uh, unless he cuts it all together. But uh, I mean, he skunked himself. Yeah, yeah. He's stooging well, himself out of twenty G's. Well, we're talking about yeah the stab edit of the year, right? What's yeah. uh, what's it? Seats of Seti, Yep, Seti, Soti, yeah, fucking soiled something. Yeah, so. Yeah, Nate just releases it. He's got his own business, his own agenda. He's doing his own thing. But as a pure form of fucking artistry mixed with the most mind-bending fucking cone-off I've seen in a long... Since Nosvid. This is the, the most blown out I've been since mm. Nosvid. Like, proper mangled watching it. Like, I, I don't know if your eyeballs can get stiffy, Smithy. I don't know if you can wank your eyeballs. But dead set, mate, watching this thing... It was like a fucking little hand came out and just started working me peep shaft. And I thought my eyeballs were just going to fucking explode all over the screen, bruh. It was working me peep shaft like a little Sanua Banchong on overtime. And fuck, bruh. Wow. I was just going, this is fucking, this is a, a joy. I was just sitting back. I, I, I was just like, oh, oh, That's a the, good point. I, I have actually seen it under the microscope. There is millions of tiny penises on the face of your eyeballs. And that's what crying be. is. Crying is simply a mass ejaculation. <laughs> and that's why it feels so good. That's why you feel so good after a cry. That's science. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yes, that is science. I've seen a Hoobman on it. That the is whole Hoobman on it. That is science. But... Cop this, like, go back and just cop this, Swellians. Like, get on to Bjerke's clip drop and just fucking marinate in the first wave, like, with the drum track. Oh. The fucking amount of shit going on, dude. It's fucking dead set like an Indian market place. It's just shit everywhere. There's fucking stuff going on in that wave. You can just pick one little tiny little insignificant cube of your screen and it's just exploding like fucking a, a supernova or some sort of big bang. It's like, it's it's the most amazing fucking footage Isn't and it? the best, most perfectly ridden wave I've seen in fucking so long. There's man. a perfect four foot grinding slab in there that's at the very yeah. bottom of the wave pretty yeah. much. It, 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 it really makes me, you think how big it is. Fuck, it reminds me of uh, an old photo of uh, Andy Campbell out there from years and years and years ago where... It's just this mutant day, obviously no one out. And it, it sort of defies belief, this photo. I can't remember what it was in. I don't even think they ran it that big because it wasn't a great resolution or something, mm. but one of the best. But yeah, mate, uh, Russ, uh, I, I got this kind of weird feeling when I was watching this clip too at the start, Smithy, and that was that I missed shippies, eh? Like I missed sort of seeing, uh, like I missed sort of seeing just, that level of detail of that wave 
You know, because it's not like it hasn't been getting surfed and fucking completely buggered by all the Tassie boys. Like, they love just getting in there and oh. just sorting it. Barry, but, uh, sodomy. Yeah, it just like, it, it, you miss it kind of like you miss, like, a fat, bloated, heaving, belching, farting uncle at Christmas lunch. Like, yeah. you don't want to bar him, but you love him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I feel kind of watching Shippy's Waves. Like, you just don't want to know about it. You don't even want to fucking acknowledge it. But at the same time, you just fucking love it, eh? You love it. And the way... <laughs> That surfing that step and those ridges has has evolved is beyond my comprehension, eh? Like, back in the day when we first sort of understood that you could swing late, get under these lips and deal with steps in the tube, I was like, wow, where do, like, how can you change line in these sorts of waves? And remember um, Noza, uh, Noah Dean was talking about it to, to us about it, about, like, boog line, like, the only way to evolve surfing in leaps and bounds right now is fucking boog lines. Like getting your board in a place where you're relying on sort of the back quarter to hold you in and everything else is sliding around you and you're just sort of tail drifting and then stepping off and ollieing and it gives you so much more freedom to move in these fucking chambers of just fucking grotesqueness. And uh, yeah, this is a perfect example of just fucking cunts knowing how to put their boards in the perfect spot when... It's mayhem all around them. Mm. Absolutely fucking incredible clip. And I even enjoyed just watching uh, Bjerks just fucking rail out a couple of old lazzles off the top, a couple of drop wallies and a couple of down calves on the backhand and just watching him surf and just going, yeah, this motherfucker knows his shit, mate. He is ripping. And uh, just finally, before you uh, drop your two bob of your highlights, Andrew Kainita, mate. This guy has been on the radar for a while. He is a world-class filmmaker, man. Fuck his cinematography, his drum tracks, the feel of it all. It just is so on point, in sync. I just cannot see this getting done for a fucking movie of the mm. year. They took such a risk with that really sparse instrumental soundtrack, mm. but fuck, it was a master stroke in the end because it really put the focus on the surfing and it just added to the, the cinematic nature of it, the, the, the great theatre that was on show. Uh, that first wave, two things really stuck out about it. Uh, yes, there was so much going on. And the other was just Russ's technique, that squat stance, the leg strength on him, mm. uh, his ability to draw a smooth yeah. line through boils and, and contours. Yeah. The way uh, the, the last remnants of his skullet are just fucking clutching into his skull for dear life as a flap off the breeze. Unbelievable. Mate, and uh, a, a nice doff of the gaff to the great <laughs> uh, Jorge Greenhoff in the naming of the film as well, right mm. off the bat, uh, outermost limits of leisure. Yep. And, and that straight away just had me thinking, how far this crystal voyaging, cone-wrangling caper has come. Mm. I mean, full respect to Greenhoff, but this is another fucking dimension. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we ain't at Lennox Point anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy would need to clean the corn out of her undies if she saw what young Russ was driving his steed through in this thing. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, you know, really sad, ultimately, just to see the curtain come down on this edit. I could have watched it for years, for yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, and, and the curtain did come down oh, on this edit In more too. ways than one. Oh, I'm, 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 you caught on to my entendre. Yeah, well played. Vaughan. Uh, yes, uh, the curtain did come down on both the film and Russ himself as he attempted to exit that Eileen's glitch cone. Uh, that thing was so long. I started bashing my laptops. I thought it, the thing had fucking frozen. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, yeah, just so steep and uh. deep. Uh, the thing just grows and grows and gets squarer and squarer and throws this ludicrous 
chandelier off the end section, uh, you know, that's wide enough to fucking fishtail a bus through. <laughs> but he gets chipped on the end, condemning oh. him to the realm of sublime near makes with Cole Christensen and Twiggy Baker. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's a shame, Vaughn. A, yeah. a, a real shame. He was searching for that one to, to outdo nasty but Nate Florence and how, he found it, but how, he didn't quite get the completion. Yeah, how's the little tease, too? Like, because he fully, like, has two or three chambers that he appears through. And you just go, he's what? Like, you're already screaming. And then another fucking chamber goes over and you're like, And it gets thicker no. and rounder and squarer. Oh, what a... Oh. Like, I'm calling 10 out of 10. Well, like, I mean, I haven't seen um, Vacuum yet. I haven't seen the Apocky offering. I haven't seen Mash. No, Dean's Mash is mental. Vacuum is just not in that genre. Nah. It's like there's a couple slabs in it, but it's, it's not Let's even... Let's do an up late uh, one of the, like, yeah. before Chrissy and go it's deep mad. on it's the It's mad. It's a mad hype up, like get the Grom's yeah. frothing Well, I just fucking love watching Creed Surf. I watch Creed yeah. Surf any oh, day of the week. Yeah, I mental rail turns, like crazy punts and yeah. the odd slab, but this is fucking well, what about, uh, another planet to that. What uh, Motel Hell? That's, uh, That's Harry That's the other Bryan's sleeper. One. We haven't yeah. seen that yet. And it's it's on the way. Well, so, uh, let's get a hazard on. We'll, we'll do. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do all of that. Um, but this is for me right now, end of the year by a fucking country mile, mate. The only person you can see within Cooey of this edit is Ned Brockman, and he's just a black dot way back behind you on the horizon, mate. Mm. Yeah. Ultimately, the, the thing that really blew me out about this fawn was just the way he's able to hop down steps and handle the most ledgy, cupped-out drops. He's mm. knifing 12-foot pits like they're two-foot, yeah. side-slipping under the lip. There's waves where he's not even into them. He's on top of the ledge, and the guy's commitment and his confidence, he just sails off the ledge. Happy to disconnect. He has the poker face on him. On a 10 to 12-foot wave and, yeah. and, and find his fins and rail at the bottom of it and just fucking... Bottom turn into the hugest stand tools. Like, it, it's next level surfing. And it, it's so cosmic to think that he is the fruit of the loin of the great Kirk Bjerk. Yeah. Uh, just another gun shaping fucking hell man from the outer realm. Uh, yeah, and the apple yeah. doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's why this guy is next level, mate. Yeah. Having him as a father, those boards, that expertise. I mean, you know, I can remember when Russ was like nine years old uh, surfing those slabs of a fuck, like on the south coast with a GoPro in his ma mouth, going waves that full-grown men didn't want to borrow. Mate, there was a Beatles blast off when he was about nine uh, at North Ave, and it was fucking 10 foot, like every bit of it, eight to 10. And he was the only competitor who paddled out the back. Like, all the rest were cruising on the shore. And it, it wasn't like a diss or anything. He just wanted it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, far out, man. Like, to see how far he's come is just outrageous. This is the, the surfing that you can get behind no matter who you are. And, uh, yeah, congrats, boys. Fucking booyah. Cone piece winning. It's going to feature in our Golden Cone Piece Awards later on in the year, Smitty. Mm -hmm. Under or over. Before we get into our under or over, Smith, um, big shout out to Billabong, number one supporter of Ain't That Swell, the OG fucking surf degenerate radio show. Bongers up the fucking bong. If you need some Chrissy gear, get online, mate, billabong.com or support the core surf retailers that support them. Uh, we just did an e e interview with King Stingray. They've got a King Stingray range coming out. King uh, Stingery! I think it's in the new year, but that will drop that sort of um, January, early January. First thing in the new year, but fuck, dude. That's got some hell yarns, eh? And it's sick because, you know, like if you think about the iconic Billabong 
uh, connections to surf. You do think, you know, the desert, Australian desert, Oki in the tent, uh, far north WA with the, the super challenges and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool tie-in with Yotha Yindi because uh, the King Sting boys are in Yotha Yindi as well. And, yeah, stay tuned for that one. But up your bong. Fucking love you, boys and girls. Um, unders or over, Smithy? No contest, Morocco, the TV show you hate to love, Vaughn. Uh, it's fucking that good. And, you know, Ashton, Ashton's the man. Uh, yeah. A mad Floridian wave hustler. But fuck, he's sailing close to the wind on this one, <laughs> mate. Did someone say blowout? Uh-oh. Was it you? Was it me? Mm. But, uh, yeah, like kind of heavy for the zone. Uh, I know that, you know, look, I know that they, the, the Lokes, they're impoverished. They need money. Uh, from tourism, surf tourism. But does anyone need to go to Chungu to know what a couple of hype men for a surf zone can do to a joint? Mm. Uh, I mean, dick bottle openers on every corner. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, epic show, though. You can't not watch it. It's so good. Like, you know, uh, insights into the, the culinary melting pot, a uh, couple of platinum corn rinses from Rambo Ramsey Buchheim, the whole destroyer, in, out, in. <laughs> Out, in, out. <laughs> Fuck me sideways, cunt. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Rambo, Ramsey, the whole destroyer. Jeez, you can rinse corn oh, and destroy a hole. And jeez, he can blow the back out of it. Holy Woo. smokes. What a power man. Did he get a fucking wild card or did he just get flicked? Flicked. No way. Surely. A lifetime on the queue, rewarded with a big fat fucking phallic. Go back to your cave and it's a weird cunt. Cook up a tagine because you're not wanted here. Goat with an average heat score of four and fucking can't get through a heat. Gets the golden ticket for another go round. I smell a bit of backshish. Backshish. Um, speaking of which, uh, I heard a great yarn about the uh, local cuisine in Morocco. Uh, bit of goat on the menu. Go, uh, oh, mate. Goat Plenty. is always on the menu in I every bet. country. Even more so in now. In every country. Oh, Don't you I've heard there's that. fucking wanted posters around. <laughs> Don't go to Tagazoot or Tamarit. Wesser here at goat. You're on the menu big time. Yeah, there's lots of goat on the menu. World's number one meat. Um, Infidel. But, that's yeah. what he is, Vaughn. I know. A marauding infidel, stealing the resources of a young, hungry Arab man. I know. It's a disgrace. Oh, jeez. When does it end? Everyone was so excited to see Hamsi on tour. And uh, you know what, though? The waves never turned up. And that's what everyone wanted to see. So, anyway, we'll see. But, mate, um, yeah, uh, a few years ago, Griffin, when he was on Bong, was had this profile movie in the mix. And him and Paco and Mick went to Morocco. And uh, on a surf trip. And the whole trip kind of got canned because uh, Griff got injured first wave. But uh, Mick Mick was telling me that one day they had this, uh, they were down the beach and they just had a huge, like, monstro surf session. And they came in, they were just starving and so thirsty. And the only thing they could find to eat was oysters washed down with camel milk. And next thing you know... The fucking... Oh, rooting each other? Four world... Oh, that's a mad aphrodisiac. <laughs> four world titles between them. Just fucking shit in the bed. <laughs> Both ends. Fucking explosions of all sorts of uh, Moroccan delicacies in, uh, in all directions. And, mate, I would just be wary of mixing your seafood with camel milk. I don't know if it is a good call. Yeah. You know, Anthony Bourdain, he'll say, you know, when you go to these countries, dive into, like, you know, the local cuisine. Yeah, but look what happened to that cunt. Yeah, I know. Well, that's it. Yeah. Good lessons there. That's probably what did him in. Oysters and camel milk. Bad oysters. Fuck, mate. That's a, bad that's caviar, a combo, isn't it? Bad champagne. Uh, bad but heroin. But, yeah, uh, blowouts land. Yeah, I, I think they are sailing close to the wind. But as you say, you know, fuck, it's 
It's a good show. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. Like, I mean, I know when um, Derek Hind was going up there a fair bit and he was shooting like some a fair bit of... Uh, he had this giant free friction, frictionless free finless experiment going on. Mm. He was working with a guy up there and um, they had a falling out, so the footage is never to be seen. But I'm talking... Derek Hind having a falling out with someone? I know, bizarre, isn't That's it? That's so weird. And uh, anyway, uh, so th- which to me... That footage is going to be psycho because he was at the peak of his powers, properly draining eight, solid eight-foot surf up there. And uh, we ran one on the cover of Surfing World from back in that time. Anyway, you could not get a look in at those waves. You, you, you had to be so stealth about where you were shooting them, how you were shooting them, what's going on, you know. So it seems pretty new, this sort of like just open slather, throwing the doors of Morocco open. Hmm. Over. Gonna give it over. You giving it over? Oh, it's a marginal. It's, it's, it's so you're giving the show an over, but the the blowout. Oh, mate, don't invite major. it. It's coming your way. You don't have to invite a bunch of fucking Nord lords and Zvens jumping out of the lip at you. That's where they're coming from, man. They're coming from up north. They are Northern European kooks. <laughs> On your way. You don't need to invite it. It's happening. It's mm. gonna happen. Just. Anyway, marginal over, marginal. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Born, they're sharpening the spears at the end of the road, and they've got some IOC pricks name on it. Oh, yeah. Thought they could pull a swifty on old Malahai, Drolay, and Du Bois by drilling a fucking spaceship of a judging structure straight into the reef. Well, think again, Born. Mm. Here's the plan. According to Stab Magazine, they will be parking an enormous 126-metre... 103 cabin cruise ship in the channel to accommodate some athletes and staff. Well, I mean, nah, look, let's just hope they don't get a code red swell because you can fucking barely fit a rubber ducky in there uh, when it's really cool. Yeah, it's a floating hotel, right? They're bringing yeah. in a, uh, a some cruise sort ship. of monster. A, a P&O fucking, fucking COVID factory. Yeah, yeah, unreal. Buffet, breakfast, <laughs> Mate, fucking nothing, camel nothing all, milk, oysters. What else do you want? Nothing will fucking dismantle a fucking surfing comp on a cruise ship like a fucking case of oysters and camel milk gastro, mate. Wow. You watch that run through the fucking Olympic <laughs> Village afloat. Yeah. So, look, I mean, not a bad idea in some ways, as long as it's far enough out to sea. Mm. Big, luxurious cruise ship. For the athletes, you know, they've earned, earned, their, earned their right to a bit of caviar and a bit of champagne after weeks and months and years of toil in the gym. You know, so a little bit of goat's milk to soothe the hemorrhoids and whatnot. All kinds do of they, do, is this like, uh, is it actually enforced? Like, do the surfers have to stay with inside the Olympic Village of Float? It's a good question. Can you stay at Marin Pars? You yeah, because I, th- I can't imagine Jack Robbo and Ethan Ewing, who have been going to Tahiti since El Groms, not staying with the families who billing them out every single season. Yeah. And so anyway, in, in, in this, in this uh, agreement that's been floated, mm. mooted, mooted by the IOC, is this intriguing caveat. Uh, the new judges tower will enable tropes to host surfing events, major surfing events after the game. And this judging tower supposedly uh, is going to be upgraded to accommodate up to 40 people. So the current wooden scaffolding uh, can accommodate around 20. Uh, and I guess this is the one they've had for, you know, a couple of decades, yeah. more or less the same thing. Yeah. Just been I've spent time up there. I uh, commentated a, 
a CT there that um, Corey Lopez and one of the Hobgoods surfed in the final years ago. Yeah, and uh, so this new judging tower is going to be made out of aluminium. Uh, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be drilled into the reef. Oh, excellent. Uh, and, yeah, that's just... That just wasn't part of the original deal, right? right? As far as the the chopes lokes are concerned. Yeah. Or this no, I mean it's been a viral video. Yeah. So yeah. Matahai is kicking up a stink, and, and it's pretty mad. Like you know, the young Grom, the the king of the chopes cone, has been charted with leading the resistance, mm. and he's you know marching on the streets, followed by Fucking dozens amazing. and dozens of people, reminiscent of, of Dustin Barker in the islands, bruh, marching against GMO. Monsanto and yep. and whatnot. Uh, this is what he had to say, Matahai. This peaceful walk is not against the Olympic Games, but it's against the new aluminium judging tower they want to build on the reef. That This is going to damage the reef and the whole ecosystem of the lagoon in front of the wave. And in the worst case, the wave of Chopu as well. Hmm. Imagine that. Um, now, Stab also reported that this skirmish is not the first instance of friction stemming from the Grand Olympic Spectacle as Matea Hikwili has shared compelling visual evidence of uh, taro fields behind the village being raised and supplanted with crushed gravel and concrete, making way for catering trucks and various electronic paraphernalia during the three-day duration of the contest. Mm. So, uh, very interesting to know. I mean, look, what's wrong with a bit of taro and, and corn? For the IOC elite, eh? Yeah, man. We I need mean... food trucks for, man. Get on the fucking poison crew. The tuna, the fresh sashimi. Yeah. Some local root vegetables. Yeah. And fucking muck in with the core lords. Yeah. So what's, you, you want a bit of surfing in ya? Well, get a bit of surfing in ya. Oh, it's, it's a heavy one, dude, uh, for a lot of different reasons. First of all, money versus the environment. We all know who wins that one. Oh. Like, I mean, there, there is no second place. There is only a winner and a loser, and we all know who loses, and that's fucking locals and the environment. So uh, I hope that this one does get resolved in a way that is fucking, you know, sensitive to the locals because they're fucking living with it all year, every year. Any repercussion from decisions made now for the sake of a fucking moment in the public eye, the global public eye, is going to have long-lasting ramifications. So fuck them, mate. Fucking fuck the dogs, yeah. eh? Hey, uh, but I uh, get the nut. <laughs> I uh, have kind of an understanding of why there's pushback and not just instant sort of like uh, compromise from the uh, IOC on this one, and that's because during prime time fucking television hours, right when surfing is on, Paris is asleep. France is in bed. The whole fucking evening has kicked in on in Europe. So the only Olympic sport that will be running in prime time for fucking 12 hours is surfing, dude. So you think about how many people are going to be watching surfing for the first time. It's going to be the key sport in our region in particular, but America and all that as well. Um, it's the one that'll, that'll be uh, on during the most friendly hours for watching. So... This is surfing's moment, and uh, in the eyes of them, in the eyes of uh, the IOC, in the eyes of the surf, all the connecting 
organisations who have something to gain from surfing being successful in the Olympics. And so they want that scaffold to look fucking minty. They want the car park and the crowds there. They want fucking everything to be hype real and as big as it can look so that the whole games is given legitimacy. You know? mm. And the whole decision to have surfing in it has legitimacy. So it's a spooky one, bruh. It's a spooky one. I, wow. I think they're fucking, you know, like they've, they've got to dig their heels in. I back Matter High and all the fucking Chopes crew. 100%. There's no reason to tear up anything for fucking the sake of a scaffold, in my view. There's no need for it, is There's there? No need. It's just that we've, but we've do, been you know running what I mean? show you for can see the mechanics twenty plus behind years. why they're they're not just get like in this conversation to just whittle it down oh, and have yeah. it working in a the optics aren't the good. optics, man. The optics don't the optics, suit bruh. the Olympic we brand. We can't have as rickety Yeah, well, man, there's a bunch of fucking drug cheats and and, and used syringes yeah. outside every fucking dunny. Yeah, mate. But uh, you know, they let that go yeah. on for too long. Anyway, interesting times, Smithy. Let's just uh Get the swelling army well and truly in behind the fucking low dogs because I've been shit on enough by fucking vested interest with fucking too much coin. Bruh. Under Vaughn. Under. Huge under. Under. Hey, uh, and just quickly, guess who's in Camp Olympics with fucking Jack Robbo at the moment, mate? Yeah, did you see that? Eh? I did. Yeah. What's the go there? Official. What's the scoop? Ah, oh, no, no. All will be revealed, Smithy. Except that, uh, let's just say the Vortex Shaman. He's got a little bit of swelling and mongrel getting yeah. pumped into his Olympic campaign, mate. Gotta love Watch that. this space. Watch this space. Born Tulsi Gabbard turns war pig, the swelling queen. Mm. What's happened? Oh, I don't know, Vaughn. But what I do know is that I'm taking her picture down from the wall of core and putting among the war pig filth. Yep. So, uh, yeah, she's going in between Henry Kissinger. Netanyahu and demented Joe Biden removed from the wall of core alongside Naughty Paul, Jody Burridge. Mm. She's gone. The swelling in Queens. Consider it got. Got. Well, I haven't been keeping up with her. I've heard, had lots of uh, feedback on the DM, the swelling DM of, of people going, boys, what's going on with fucking tiles? Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of whiff out there and the whiff ain't good, mate. It's like when you walk past an open sewerage in a... You know, in Bali or whatever, you're walking down the street, all is well, and then all of a sudden you just walk past an open gutter and wow, mate, the reality of what's going on, uh, just fucking one inch beneath the surface, come screaming straight up your fucking bugle. What's been going on, Smitty? Here's what she had to say. I joined over 290,000 Americans at the historic march for Israel yesterday in Washington, D.C. to take a stand against anti-Semitism, against Islamist terrorists, and to stand in solidarity with the Jewish people who face unprecedented threats and attacks. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were a no-show. One reason I left the Democratic Party is because it is led and rife with Islamist apologists and protectors who label anyone who oppose Islamist terrorists like Hamas as Islamophobes. Now, <laughs> you know, on face value, mm, not too bad. Like, you know, mm. yeah, sure, I support uh, Israeli people uh, and I'm against anti-Semitism. But right now, there is a fucking raging war going on in which the full might of the American military apparatus as channeled through Israel is indiscriminately bombing civilians. Mm. Uh, all of it led by a raging, unapologetic fascist, <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, the Israeli prime minister. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday I was watching a nine-year-old kid get 
shot dead by snipers. Uh, and his little mate, you know, running out to, to drag the body behind a fucking car while remonstrating at the snipers. What the fuck are you doing? Like, we're dealing with a level of butchery and murder and genocidal colonial behavior that is so fucking far beyond the pale that I, I don't know what the future looks like for Israel beyond this. Like, I, I can't, I, I, I just, I just don't. Like, uh, it's sad that uh, this fucking rancid fascist government that was on the way out, they were about to get booted yeah. before the outbreak of war. Yeah. And this war has just conveniently prolonged their career. And the moment this war ends, they're gone mm. pretty much. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I don't know, man kind of lost my train of thought there but uh i wouldn't be standing with fucking netanyahu right now mm. uh and the 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 sheer wave of disdain and disgust for tulsi's stance on that thread mm. is unlike anything i've ever seen wow. because for so long she had attracted a certain type of person yeah. the peace-loving <laughs> anti-military industrial yeah. complex person among the the people on that thread going, what are you doing, dude? Was BJ Penn himself, yeah. the prodigy, pound yeah. for pound, one of the greatest fighters yeah. of all time from Kauai and Tulsi's like tight mate. Like they were on Joe Rogan together. And I, I just don't think any sane person in the world right now is supporting what the Israeli government is doing. Mm. And so I, I can't fathom it. I, I don't get where it's come from. Uh Mate, I, I, I back rejecting anti-Semitism, but there's so many Jewish people who are disgusted by what's going on in the mm. Middle East right now. Yeah. You know, this, like among them, Dr. Gabor Mate, John Stewart, Jewish Voices for Peace. Like it, it's as common to hear about Jews who are against the Israeli government. There was hundreds of thousands of, of them in Israel before yeah. the outbreak of war. So I, I don't know where Mate, this has come from. It's just, uh, it's like, fuck it. Or, yeah. You don't have to. It, it seems to me like as soon as you have an opinion about this, you just get fucking hauled into one camp or the other. And you have to really make it known like that you are supporting one or the other for you to not be just kind of swept along with it. Like I've seen and heard comments about sort of, you know, the reporting that you've been doing saying that you're fucking anti-Semite and stuff. And I'm like, fuck it. What a fucking shallow, ridiculous fucking statement to make, you know? Like, all you're doing is shining a light on the fact that fucking kids are dying. No one can support either side of a fucking, of anything that's going on. You're just supporting love and people and fucking survival and, and the fucking, what's it called? The right to have a fucking life, you know? Like, that's all you want is a life. Like, and, and all these fucking arguments about, what side you're on or you're supporting this or you're supporting that, mate. You're just supporting life. Mate, the anti-Semite anti argument is so oh, fucking weak. It's, so it's gone. It's a it's G rank. up. It's People so are bad. laughing and at also, that now. Like, yeah, also, oh. but like, like you say, man, like you, you stick your neck out, you get fucking shit on. Like every fucking person with a keyboard wants to fucking jump down your throat. But mate, no one can fucking, no one can accept what's going on over there. Like, if you've got a fucking mind or a fucking heart in your body, you can't accept it. No. And the people who are in power and the people who are making choices to fucking diminish and end life are fucking need to be held accountable on a fucking, like, war, on a war crimes level. Like, that's the only way. That's the only way forward for mm, anyone. Mm, mm. Everyone in that power structure needs to be fucking, like, 
trialed. That's it. Yeah. No, I just, I don't, like, I'm with you. Well, I mate, don't see why. Don't worry. The Israeli courts were literally putting fucking Netanyahu yeah. on trial for corruption. And mm. that's why he tried to dismantle the courts. And that's why there was 100,000 yeah. people marching in the streets to oust the cunt. Yeah, it's Even a fucking... Israeli people hate the fucking political party that's in power right yeah, now. Yeah, man. And, and don't look what think he's that done fucking to them. This isn't affecting people everywhere, man. Like, I fucking, oh. I, I was like, uh, and I, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about fucking, like, just the, the, you know, the, the, the real effects of the people who are, are genuinely in the conflict uh, and the families and, and the sort of like one degree of separation from that trauma. But the fucking kids growing up watching this shit on the news, they're fucking traumatised it. Like my grommets are traumatised. Um, some of the staff on the WSL, like oh, there was a grommet who just does video work for him, And I said, are you all right, man? One morning he goes, bro, I just was on my phone this morning and I fucking spiralled. Like I actually went, you go, I just, I'm just looking at, dead kids man so fuck bro that's just so like you know it's oh it's it's a fucking hard yeah look right now if you're like following this conflict through your phone you're seeing an unprecedented perspective of war like yeah the the iconic war coverage began with larry burroughs in life magazine in the vietnam war you know that was the first time we ever saw what war really looked like Mm. uh that was a a photojournalist who was embedded with the military back when there was no media advisors or so you had unfettered access and and, and, mate the the i've been to the saigon war museum i've I've looked at the photos i mean you can google them it's fucked up but then we entered this period where uh the military realized that uh what happens in war it needs to be carefully filtered because there's a lot of fucking bad shit a lot of war crimes a lot of innocent people getting butchered and so they did and for for a long time we existed in this totally bogus informational realm where you've got cnn and fox news reporters in flak jackets saying they're near the front line you're just horseshit just gibberish but now everyone's got a camera phone so this is the first time we've ever seen a conflict unfold in real time with no censorship yeah. you can just see it mate follow sean king follow eye on palestine yeah. follow any of these accounts democracy now and you will just see the actual reality of a conflict like this and and it's 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 shocking people it's disgusting people it's rattling beyond belief this is an unprecedented time in history mm. and not only are we getting an unprecedented perspective of war we're also able to then discuss it in the format of a podcast yeah. where no one can fucking edit this shit. There's no gatekeepers in yeah. this world. So we're able to uh, create our own narratives out of existing mm. narratives and, and create these kind of mosaics of information uh, like we have done on the System Failure series. And it's it's undeniable. Like, you know, yeah. you just go from The Intercept to the democracy now to NPR to like all... And, and you create this fucking... This narrative of other people's words, mm. uh, you know, reputed independent media organisations, and what you're left with is a fucking damning and somewhat terrifying picture oh, of, yeah. of, of what could possibly have gone down here, mm. uh, and that's what we're talking about. I'm not in favour of Palestine or Israel. I'm in favour of fucking peace, mate. That's it. Because peace serves us all. I don't want to be the victim of fucking Islamic terrorism. Yeah. And, like, that's all that this yeah, is going to create. You've got to just question the agenda of anyone who's saying smite a fucking race of people or, or like, going in under the guise of, like, we're doing this for our safety. Like, if you're not doing every decision for the benefit of all of humanity and you're just looking after a fucking subset of people who you're interested in, there's no fucking good result that comes out of that. 
Like it has to be for everyone. And yeah, it's fucked, dude. It's actually fucked. But, you know, at least we're talking about it and we can fucking start to try and peel away that fucking glossy layer of bullshit that has been piled onto all of this fucking narrative for so long. Mm, mm. Yeah, exactly, man. We're in a golden age of information and, and we ain't going to shut up, man. Uh, and, yeah, they say in war you got to pick a side. Yeah. Uh, well, don't fucking pick a side. Pick peace. That's yeah, it. Just that's it. whatever leads to peace, that's the side. Keep that as your intention. Exactly. Smithy, um, bruh, brother, brother, hooey, mate, fuck, pretty frothing. We've got a new partner. That's what these neon lights are about. Uh, we're sitting in a fucking neon, in the glow of a neon light, bruh. Up is on board, fuck, frothing as, dude, because it's with the war pigs, mate. The fucking financial industries of this fucking planet, particularly this country, Australia, it is being run by these fucking maggots. Who are fucking jacking up the interest rates, making it impossible to fucking live. And at the same time, fucking spruiking record profits in our faces like it's a fucking achievement. Like, taking the fees and the fucking money out of your pocket and then flying a flag at the end of the year. Look at us! We've made such a big profit! We're We're ripping! We're ripping! Oh, by the way, interest rates are going up again and your fucking mortgage is going to be another fucking grand this year. But we're rich! (laughs) Anyway... Yeah, we got up on board, mate, and uh, I'm frothing. Oh, I'm, I'm actually, oh, I'm fully, oh. like, it's a, a bit of a financial revolution. Like, they're fucking out to fucking actually look after you. And, um, yeah, man, like, they're, it's sort of uh, based on helping Groms with their financial decisions and get a secure financial future without fucking, you know, rinsing in you mm. uh, under the fucking, on the flip side. And I'm actually fully transferring all of my banking to up. Like all of it, because I can't be or back or fucking support these institutions that are just flagrantly flaunting the fees they charge me in my face as some sort of fucking achievement. Like it's fucking the height of fucking world gone mad, fucking greed and just f- fuck up. Like I don't know how else to describe it. Man. Like how would you describe? It? I, I don't know what. How do we get to a place where they're clearly rinsing you? And claiming it as a fucking achievement. How do we get to this place? Yeah, because we live in a world where corporate reptiles pretty much unzip their flight, pull their dick out and slap us <laughs> around the face of it. That's the world they that we live do, in. They brah. Oh, so anyway. We um, all know it. We all know it. But what are we going to do? Bruh, what I'm are we going to do? We're going to fucking strike. We're going to sit down. We're going to fucking not play their yep. silly little game. We're going to block exports and stop the greasy wheels of capitalism and petrochemical horseshit. Yeah, we're not going to comply, Vaughn. That would be the way to stop it. But, uh, mate, we got mortgages and rent and yeah, you know, bills and shit. Yeah, and exactly, cars man. Cars to service. So it's not easy to be a fucking a povo cunt getting yeah. sacked uh, for striking and boycotting. Nah. So, so anyway, I know it's a bit of a rant. I know we've been going on, but up is back in the swellings because they know that they can help out crew there. out there who fucking mm. want to travel, uh, especially travelers. Like mm. they've got no fees if you're overseas, so that's no. Uh, they're usually helping you get into the cone zone. So totally. and we and back that. Actually, I did want to say this. Um, when I was on the QS, I noticed one of the was judges pulled out a fucking up card, and I was like, "Oh, bro, they've just come on board. What's the deal? Like, is it is it?" A, and, and he, and he was said, just, "Hold on, I'm just going to rack up this pseudo, and then well, I'll explain to you." <laughs> I was going to say, he was like, bro, "It's 
because he does so much traveling. He was like, it's easily the best. No fees. Like, I'm fucking, I'm, it's so easy. And I'm, I sound like I'm sales pitching, but mate, if you can't trust a WSL judge, who the fuck can you trust with me? Mate, they are the beacons <laughs> of honesty and integrity. Oh, There's never a bit of bashish nah. going around But he's, he's a young young fella from uh, Newcastle. And, uh, he was oh, Newy, from the Steel City working class. You can fella. take his word as fucking law. Anyway, up again to sponsor a new Seggy. Lord of the Week. Lord of the Week. Lord of the Week. Fucking Lord. And uh, yeah, we're going to fucking send it every week with up uh, is part of this segment. So uh, this week's Lord of the Week is fucking Jai Glindo. Glindy. Who, uh, Glindos. Glindo on your Lord, on your mega lording on Parco's board. Did you cop that yes, clip? Yes, I did. So I did. Um, we're going to have a chat to him right now and uh, get a little bit of an inside line on on this clip and uh, how he got hold of Parco's favourite sled because fuck, you know what happened. He fucking snapped it. Fucking right. lord. Hey, as far as like fucking heavy, heavy things going down, snapping someone's favourite board has got to be fucking right up there. Like, what's the worst that you could do? Root their cheek? Uh, that's probably worse. But yeah, like, yeah. He, he wasn't exactly nursing it either, was he? He was, uh, you know, ah. stuffing it inside a chamber's savage down calves that were tearing the very fabric of space and time. So I wasn't uh, surprised yeah. to see... Parco's F1 super light glass job creation. Yeah. I was actually surprised to see it survive as long as it did. Yeah, to be and how fucking oh mate, Glindo's style, mate. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, that is good. Anyway, Parker's check it out. Here's Glindo. Fucking yes, here we, here we go, mate. Uh, Glindo, welcome back to Ain't That Swell, mate. Welcome back. Good to see you, brother. Uh, yeah, good, thanks, good news. Thanks for having me. Good news, man. You're our first ever Lord of the Week up. Lord of the Week. Uh, yeah, we got, new, we got a new Spono on, bruh, and uh, they're sponsoring this Seggy, and you're our first Lord. Dick Stokes, thanks for having me on, Vorno. Pleasure, mate. Yeah. Well, the reason why you're number, well, Lord of the Week is because of your clip, Glitch. I know it dropped a couple of weeks Glitch. ago, but, you know, we, we do our best here at Ain't That Swell, mate. We do our best to get onto it. But, uh, mate, what a fucking clip, eh? Uh, typical kind of buttery watch with all the rail shaman and shamanism we've come to expect from you man uh but some yeah. serious conage in there as well bro some orbula glitch cones going down um yeah tell us a little bit about this one mate uh you know you don't really see these things coming and then all of a sudden they're they're in your screen and they're just blowing your eyes out the back of your head so how did this one come about bro yeah okay so this this one came about just um i just came off my second knee injury with Get, had to get surgery and just came good finally. And I, I went on a few trips the last year before that and just didn't get many waves at all on those trips. Didn't get much footage. And then when my knee was finally good, I hit up Mikey and was like, fuck, let's go somewhere and just like on a swell and go for a few days and get some good waves. Because mm. I, like, I didn't have good waves for a good while. Good few months there. And then we did that early in the year and started that, finished that, like, I've coming back from that trip and it was like, that was the best trip I had, like, in my whole surfing career, mm. I reckon. Just just have been, like, getting fun waves, like, for three days straight. And then from that, then onwards, we kind of, like, didn't really do much for a while, for a few months, and then... We're like, fuck, we should put something together. And then I was just like, yeah. I was, I, we weren't really sure what we were going to do first. Then I was just like, fuck, let's try 
seen all the footage and like, oh, let's try to put something together. And then it was coming around. It took for ages. We didn't really – we should have got onto it and tried to hustle a bit more, but we didn't and we just waited around and then time came and we went to just – we just had to go hit Indo Lakeys just because it was some, It's pretty easy to do. And <laughs> Well, before we go into Indo, though, because uh, that's a sick part of the, of the flick, um, just tell us about these, you know, Lennox, it's not the first place you think of when you want to go get some meaty vish, but fuck, man, there's yeah. there's seggies along the point, a few secret secret little zones around there where you can get pretty slabbed out. Um, yeah. yeah, tell us about sort of, you know, leaving home and, and going to get a little bit of this, like, Aussie grunt well, into your blood. Yeah. Fuck, it's, it was it was epic, like, especially to go down there. Don't say where, mate. Like, Don't say where, bro. Nah, get... <laughs> but, but to just just to, like, have no one around, that was, like, the, that was probably, like, the the best part of it was just being, at, like, surfing pretty much solo. Yeah. And, like, the crew that were there was, like, it was an epic crew to surf with. None real, but it was, fuck, it was, I think back on it, just got cut. Like having no phone reception for good cut like a week, just fully tapped yeah, out. Man. It was no, it was seriously no better feeling. I don't think. Nah, man. No, no, we, well, yeah. when you're from the north coast, like that's one part of the Australian surf experience to just have that crystallized, perfectly emerald green, like long winding walls and points that go forever. And you know, you're basically living in this almost like fucking fantasy land, this utopia. Uh, but yeah. then that's that's the flip side of that coin is like getting down and and dusty and just remote and really parking it in some f- seriously southern juice, man. Like if it's, it's the yeah. best of both worlds. Those two those two sides of the Australian surfing experience. For sure, man. It, yeah, it was one of the best best trips I've ever done. For sure. Unreal, mate. Unreal. All right. Well, far out there. Oh. The best thing in this clip, like, fuck, everyone loves watching you surf, a, a, you know, a, a double overhead wall, but watching you do it on Parco's board is something else, man. How did that come about? <laughs> was okay, it as simple is- as just getting a call and him going, come and have a crack at this well, thing? No, it, the funny thing was it wasn't even – it wasn't – I didn't go through him. <laughs> so it was uh, me going to try out a few JSs. And I went up to JS and, like, was in his factory just having a look around and he was got a couple boards for me to try. And then Buddy was looking up in, in there and I'd seen these blades up in the roof. Like, going, I was like, fuck, what are they? Like, what are they doing up there just collecting dust? Mm. And he's and he's gone, fuck, right, I like, we'll bring one down. He goes, gets a couple down. Like, there was a couple, like, that were a bit banged up and this one was, like, pretty perfect just like glassings were still like intact and everything and then he was just like fuck you know it's not doing anything here you may as well take it as well and he just put it in my car and i and i remember having it in my like garage for a bit just going fuck i don't want to like i don't want to ride this i'm scared like (laughs) obviously like js told me like all the all the comps and stuff he won on it Whoa. And I was like, fuck, like, I can't like, ride this. And I remember, like, I'd sent a photo to Joel, like, when I had it in my garage. I sent him a photo and go, and then he's like, fuck, what is, like, show us the bottom of it. And then, like, he's like, no way. And I was like, fuck. I was like, message him going, mate, <laughs> I'm a bit scared to ride it. Like, is that sweet? And he goes, yeah, like, go for it. 
didn't give a shit, like, didn't care. But obviously when he found it, I snapped it. He was a bit, fucked, a bit bummed, but. <laughs> oh, mate, well, he, he christened it the golden child. Uh, you can see why. I know. Man. Fuck, Thanks. what a board, dude. Like, the full dude. rail hold on that thing, like when you're surfing it, is just out of this world, man. How how's the initial feel? Was, like, could you just get on and just start keeping it, like the full yeah carnage treatment, or were you like a bit those, nervous about it? No, it was crazy. Like, I rode out the point on like a the first overhead was at the point. I've just took off on like a th- like it wasn't that big, but it just like just had this drive to it that was just I haven't felt in any other ball before. Mm. Yeah, fucking like 2004 spec, mate. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck, motor. I need to get a couple of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, like, what? as soon as you got on it, did you just know you could just push it as hard as you wanted? Push it. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it that in the lines that. It didn't want to slide. It just wanted to, get like, hold through everything. Fuck, that's sick, man. Yeah, the, the, the surfing. The best feeling. Like, I was in, like, when I had that board, it was like I was so fucking psyched to surf. Yeah. Like, just made me want to surf, like, so much more when I had that thing under my feet. That is psycho, man. And then what about, like, you know, as you're getting more and more confident on it and you're surfing, like, you know, bigger waves, you're just starting to go, like, where's the limit on this thing? Because when you yeah, think was, back to was, Joel surfing and the, the comps he won on it, like, he won J-Bay on it, right? Yeah. Jay, he won Bell's. So I think he, he won Snapper on it. He it, it's that year. Well. It's the board from the the yeah. year where he went like three for five or whatever. And man, yeah, was, like he's doing the most Formula One surfing of his life on that thing. And and that's like holding up with that. So I was like, fuck, it's held. I knew like it had to give because I was like, fuck, dude, he put it through the ringer. <laughs> but then it gives on this shit house floater, dude. The floater will always bring you undone. Eh? It'll oh, always fuck. It up. always. It always gets you. Always oh, gets you. Mate, yeah. was he rattled that you snapped at doing a floater? He must have been because he like <laughs> he doesn't mind doing those big old you know forward step floats. He's not he's not like adverse to like throwing up a big float, but fuck, oh, snapping no. it on a float, dude. Yeah, so first first session got to Leggy's first surf on it. Fucking did a floater. Oh. Tell, oh, tell, hey, tell me about that, like being underwater. You knew it was gone, right? As soon as he, you hit yeah. the lake. Fuck, I was so off it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't know if you are Lord of the Week. You maybe should be Crim of the Week. <laughs> I should be. I should be locked up. I'm going to pay Joel bloody hell oh. much. That <laughs> tell us about the phone call, man. How, how did it go? Did you text or phone him? Okay, so... So I called him and I was like, I told him I snapped it and he just fucking, he, he didn't care, but he fucking was going no fucking way. Like it was just take, he was trying to like G me up and was just like going, you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? You know how much money like that? Boy is? <laughs> he's like, he's like, that oh, board's no. probably worth 30. He's like, that board's probably worth $60,000. Like, off the, like, and he was right. just like, I was like, fuck, he's actually rattled. Like, shit, what have I done? Yeah. And then it was just like, he's like, nah, fuck, I didn't get, he's just, he was like, I don't care. Mate, I remember him telling me this story about, I think it was the first board he ever won Snapper on, maybe. Yeah. And he was saying that, oh, can you? Yeah, I got you. 
Yeah. Oh, he was go. saying that um he had it yeah, on the wall up. of his house or something for ages and ages, and then he eventually just went pluck, plucked it off and took it out, and it just went as good as it had ever gone. Like he just went, Wow, this thing is so good. Oh, and um, yeah, I think, mate, it's better to see him getting surfed than just hanging on a wall collecting dust, like you said, it's up in the rafters. Exactly, yeah. This like this this one was stacked with about ten others on top of it. I reckon. That's why I was like, fuck. In I'd love to like no one's riding those boards now. Like the fuck the surfing those guys were doing on them back then, fuck, I reckon tops tops anything till to like till now with the rail surfing and stuff. Yep. Yep. Well mate, listen, uh I'll let you go because, uh, yeah, we're not going to go on forever about it, but it's a mental clip. Uh, I recommend seeing which, it glitch. It's just a, a classic Glindo drop, and uh, it's a joy to watch, man. And, um, yeah, I hope Parko isn't too bummed. I'm sure he really enjoyed watching you go at it on that on that yeah. golden child before it uh, ended up in two pieces. You reckon he'll bury it in the pet cemetery? It'll come back even more evil than it than it already was? I, I still haven't given it back to him. It's still in my garage. I probably should go drop it off. Fully, mate. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I, that's what I recommend. Who cares if drop it turns it uh, gets possessed and, and comes back with another life? But good on you, yeah. Glinda. You're the uh, you're the up lord of the week, brother, for that last performance and uh, for often to have you back on, bro. Thanks, Vaughn. Thanks, Heath, mate. So, yeah, cheers again to the Ledger that Up, the bank that has young Aussies' backs, no matter where they are in the world. Download the Up app, sign up in minutes, do it all from the comfort of your phone. No need to go to the bank or any of that bullshit. Just use the code UTFS. UTFS. For $10 on sign up. I'll chuck 10 fucking squids in your bank account, mate. Kidding me? Uh, so, Up, Up the fucking Swillians, mate. Putting the Up in Up the fucking Swillians. Well, See baby on board on your boys. Yeah, shut up. Does John John Flowers have case? Ladies foreskin in his knee. Does Gabby shave the bits of skin that none of us can see? If you drag your filthy corn home down to the face of the old man pipe, will sparks fly from a lack of comet across the lonely night? Are the wazzles judges crazy? Have they fucking lost the brief? Would shame her and take 50 grand over a lettuce leaf? The sweating sequences, the prophets will apply. So scoff your shoes and ask us a question. We will speak no lie. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lies. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lies. All right, Smithy. Sick to have new Sponos, man. I'm actually frothing. We got um, O&E on board as well. Fucking sussy in Lex Finest, mate. Cregan, how good's a fucking company that's just stuck to its roots and just gets it done? I'm Up the sussos. Up the sus, can't. <laughs> uh, all right. Good to see you, Smithy. It's good to be back Likewise, on the Likewise, mate. Good to see it's you uh, survived the, well, it's a bit of a cannonball run, isn't it, Southeast Asia in terms of uh, gut health and 
Yeah, you know, keeping you, know. you keeping a clean set of undies, yeah. but you did well. Had a hell time. Yeah, South Korea is fucking well worth checking out. Mm. Like, if you had a chance, get up there. Like, the contest and the surf culture there was fucking awesome. But what blew my head off was the actual level of surfing from the Koreans. Insane, dude. What? Like, so the, proper. They've got, proper they've got fun waves there. Really fun waves. Like, more of a longboarding scene because yeah. it does need a bit more typhoon kind of activity. Um, but down south is meant to be beautiful, uh, right down south. And when they get like decent swell, there's good waves there. But I knew there was a surf culture. Andy uh, Finlay from Wild Things, you know, the longboarding um, institution up here in the Byron Bay Industrial Estate. Of course. He's been telling me for years. Like, Finn is Finlay, you know, he knows. Oh, he knows, mate. Uh, pretty good longboarding scene. But yeah, the amount of froth for the comp was was legit so what about north korea i know you're a, a, an apostle of this <laughs> the search the rip curl search venture any 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 talk hey. maybe maybe fanning maybe fanning can be the olive branch that, that brings uh, the koreas together uh and uh, in return for that peaceful offering is a banquet of cones oh man well up on that northern tip the hot tip is that china and north korea have pretty decent surf Wow, there it's only it just beginning. You. Just when you think it's over. Yep. Just when you think it's all blown out yep. because of Instagram selfie sticked fucktards. Yep. There's China and North Korea opening up, peaceful, prosperous, and we're pumping yep. pits for the punters. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing we haven't talked about, Smibby, uh, is, and this has relates to our first question. Chris Cote is almost always first question. When I put, when I put this up on, uh, if you want to send us a question, just jump on the. Instagram hit the DMs. What's the, he doing the there? Comments. Hanging upside down in lead boots with a notification just to ping. Yeah, I reckon. The swellings put out a I question. He is, He's yeah. that much of a core lord frother, isn't he? But um, he said, "Do you still have any sentimental connection to Lamore, California?" Can we hear the Lamore song one more time, please? When the goat digs a moat and mics up Chris Coat. <laughs> that's that's Lamore. Um, I think I've moved on from Lamore now that the Abu Dhabi pulls. There. Yeah, look, it might be fucking dripping in, um, you know, the impoverished fucking blood of Saudi oil ripped from the homelands of yep. uh, traditional people uh, for the for the elite few. But Bangladeshi migrant workers with their passports yeah. stolen. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, more about the Abu Dhabi pool these days. Well, you know what, Vaughan? I'd like to hear both versions. One. Have you got a? Have you got a? A Lamore or uh, Abu Dhabi now? I haven't, but I have the original Wave Pool song, uh, which touches on the original prototypes, which were nothing more than a spit in surfing's eye. That's right. Let's have a listen. Uh, okay, this one is from uh, Scatman1620. Scatman! Scatman! <laughs> that takes me back, mate. Where were you when you first he heard that song? Uh, I believe I was in the dungeon of Bergheim getting scattered on by the actual Scatman. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, right next to Trough Man, right up there in the uh, hey, Sydney They were next door to each other. One room was Trough Man, one room was Scatman. Scatman. You could get a, you know, a pissed across your million little tiny dicks on your eyeballs or get mm. some fecal matter. The pink eye was raging oh, that year. Oh, that was a pink eye epidemic that overtook Sydney back in those uh, gnarly no, no, uh, 90s. So Scatman wants to know, what are the ethics 
uh, of taking an aqua bog, particularly in a crowded lineup. Um, I have taken numerous stealth aqua bogs. Cop this though, at the pass in oh. my time. <laughs> am I a spiritual master surrendering to the divine oneness of the ocean, or am I a menace to society? Please explain. I'll feel this, Vaughn. Mate, a, a aqua bog at the pass is a heavy call. That's like. That's like got a long way to travel well, well, past many, many people and could end up as far as Hastings Point, even washing around the corner at the Superbank eventually on a good swell. It's true. But when nature calls, nature calls, Vaughan. And just a few headlands south. I've transgressed uh, with my aquabog. And really the key to the public aquabog is reading the refraction. It can surprise you how much uh, energy is bending in. Mm. And uh, it's only once a floating cork is in the lineup that you really get uh, an idea of the kind of geometrics, yeah. the, the the wrapping wavelengths, oh. the way they coil in. Like oh. you can think you're well beyond the lineup, you're well wide, but uh, 50 to 100 metres down the line of, of a world famous point break, uh, that refraction continues. And That's it, interesting. It's corks man. ahoy, Vaughn. That's it's corks ahoy. So you're creating this sort of. Uh this scenario of like the you know the plastic island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah, you could be creating some sort of detritus inflow, which really only the the famous rip man who puts the uh, you know the dye into the current so you can expose the rips. Exactly. You could be creating some sort of like scenario where you've got these whirlpools of caca, a swimming whirlpool of shite. Yeah. What a perfect metaphor for the state of affairs that we're mired in. Uh, but, yeah, it really is that. And, uh, you know. How do you feel about, you but, know, at the past, dude? I mean, it's never empty. It's never empty. Man, I'll take a shit on the past 24-7. I don't give a fuck about that joint. <laughs> but talking about the, the dye man, uh, you know, many years before they had this sophisticated purple dye, uh, it was left to um, the likes of, you know, Bedouins eating oysters in camel milk, and that, that was how they filled lineups and understood mm. wavelengths and, and, and swell directions and the way, you know, Morocco famously pioneered mm. this kind of technology. Yeah. Uh, how do you think they discovered Anchor Point in these places, you know? Yeah. It was a bunch of Bedouins just spraying the bowl yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or off the rocks, to be more precise. And, finding their little... and, then, and then following it. Where's it going? <laughs> Where's it going? It's going down. Oh, now it's wrapping! <laughs> With, uh, you know, oh. their long telescopes. We know how smart it, those mate. Arab like cultures a, a, were. A Paco and Mick oyster and camel milk stew mm. is the secret behind finding some of the world's great point breaks. Follow the corn kernel. Follow the corn kernel. Can you see it, Paco? Yes, I see it. Oh, okay, here's a good one from uh, Whatever Trevor. Fuck, Mary kill. These are always fun. Mm. Laird, Sean Briley, and Neko Paterats. I reckon that's the easiest fuck, marry, kill ever. I mean, if I'm going to get fucked, I want Neko Paterats, the Brazilian tiger, to fucking rip me in half, mate. Jesus. Yeah, well, it's, it's better than fucking big old Briley flubbing all over you. Yeah, Jesus. No, I don't know if you need, uh, you know, just a fucking... I, I haven't seen Laird's, Laird's gear, but I would imagine he's got a vein that's thicker than most people's legs running down his... You know, mm. meaty shaft. So. Yeah, be careful, mate. Be careful what you wish for. You might get blown right off the horse there. <laughs> no, I like the passion of the Brazilians. If we're going to get involved uh, physically, let's go. Yeah, well, they'd have to they'd have to dig out of the bed after Briley climbs off. Yeah. You'd be dead set. Well, I reckon I'd marry Briley just it? purely for the uh, the access to uh, you know set waves at, at Pipeline, and I could live a happy life on the North Shore with Briley. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a little something lovable about him. And then, uh, yeah, you know, that just leaves Laird to be 
you know, we've had enough of Laird, haven't we? Yeah, I've had a gutful. Oh, I've had a gutful of his turmeric lattes. Uh, you know, I've had a gutful of all of his gut happy gut health products. So yeah, man, I'm ready to fucking off the cunt for sure. Jakey Elliott wants to know which new WSL recruits do you think are going to do the most damage next season, and which ones do you think will melt like white chalky? Oh well, no one will quite melt like white chalky. No, Vaughan. I think no, that's no, uh, he's, uh, he's in his own league, own league for uh, pure melt. The old chalky, the white chocolate. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think who uh, who qualified last year. We had Cole Hausman and. Um, Crosby. Crosby, Cola Pinto. Crosby, Stills, Can't Nash. I can't those guys really suffer, like, you know, struggling. Chippo's in there. Oh. I can't see him struggling. Too. Uh, Chippington. I don't know. That's a tough question, man. I fucking don't know. Who's going to do well? I have, to, I, I, I have to have a good close look at it because I haven't really. I, I, the Chang, I struggled with it this year, man. I'm usually such a big Changers dude and I just fucking lost interest. I, I didn't follow was it Was it even on? Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell you. I mean, yeah. I, I saw one good day in Durban. Uh, the only really... Narrabeen had some pretty solid good days at Kari's and stuff. Sally Fitz is back. Oh, Schwitzgibbon. Schwitzy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, one Sal. last turn. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's the uh, it's the never say it's over John Farnham tour. <laughs> Mate, I love would it. love Come Schmitzy on. to fucking it grind up. a trail of just fucking core South Coast carnage through the fucking ranks of these uppity next-gen chicks who are fucking flinging a bit of tail and getting scores. Oh, i got no business. Strap the gaff and fucking give him the old Jerengon yeah. kiss. Ah, that's it, mate. There's a fucking good old Sally Fitzgibbons right in the fucking forehead for you fucking Katie Simmers and Molly Picklam. I love them all, but, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of... I've got a lot of hope for Fitzy this year, mate. What about you? I, I think I'm going to tie my my horse and cart to the to the Fitzy bandwagon. Oh man, she'll pull it. She'll pull it from here to Carnarvon because she's a fucking staunch bitch. She's a goer. I'm backing the Schwitz all the way, and I'm backing the Chippo Lord. Yeah, me too. I think uh, backside vert hits on open ocean rights. That's the whole first half of the tour. Uh, and a couple of pipeline cones oh, for the And how pumped are you see Lord. get on that CT? Pipeline especially. Get out there, son. Give it. Give it some Chippo. Ollie Sherb. Been loving the recent eps with the uh, generational icons such as Chris Brock. Smivy, uh, the core lords that you've been churning out. Oh, yeah. Well played, Well mate. played. Fuck, there's some good ones. That Chippo interview actually worth a listen. Mm, sports psychology Real 101. Real cool, man. Real cool. Oh, actually, fuck, mate. I was thinking of you because I was listening to that driving up the coast to do a little bit of stealthy fucking cloak and dagger work with Jack Robbo. Wink, wink, Olympics. Williams involved. Stay tuned. Interesting. And um, Robbo said to me, I was like, mate, uh, we're doing a couple of little uh, psych tests, right? Mm. And uh, I yep. said to him, like, mate, what, what's your, like, go-to mechanism when you're, like, you know, up against the wall, heat's not playing out how you want, you need a score, 30 seconds to go. He just looked at me and he went, hey, that's my fucking time to shine. That's when I get it done. He goes, I'm the, no one fucking wins heats better than me. And that's he, he was looking in my eyes. Like, he was about to fucking jump into my skull. Like, he was so tense, man. I've never seen it. And I tweaked on something about the Shaman that we've always known. But that motherfucker is more in the moment than anyone I've ever met. Like, 
he can't rehearse stuff. He, he he can get the muscle memory. He can do the reps where it all becomes part of his being. But man, in the moment, I reckon he's fucking pretty indestructible. Um, and what, the other cool thing that he said was like, eh, if it doesn't go my way, I'll just get it next time. Like he doesn't hold on to fucking you know mistakes. And mm. I think that we're, like. It gave me hope for this Trestles fucking fiasco that plays out. Like, you know, you think, like, fuck, can Robbo ever beat Felipe out there? Mate, I reckon, talking to him, when you're in the flesh and you're looking into his eyes and you're fucking beaming out and your nose is that far apart and you're just fizzing out on each other's energy, you fucking believe him, man. Oh, Not one bit of my fucking being didn't believe in the Vortex Shaman at that moment. That's the thing. Every time you watch him when he's at his best, he does surfing that you didn't even know was possible. Nah. He's in the Clay Marzo exactly. realm. Nah, he's new lines, new just the way he's able to pivot yeah. and, and like belt sections and ride backwards and like there's there's new space that he's unlocking We've on the way. I've always said it about him. Like since he was a Grom, you, you probably wrote about it when you went on that trip with him to the Mens years and years and years ago. But man, there's something about his ability to be completely conscious in those moments, like without thinking, if that makes sense. Like he's so able to see everything that's going on in the moment. It's like, it reminds me of like fucking The Flash or fucking Quicksilver or those fucking like uh, superheroes who, you know, they do those scenes in the movies where they're going so fast that everything else is dead still. You know, like they're functioning at this, at this rate and the rest of the world is at like one frame an hour. It's like, they've just got so much time to be conscious in this fucking hectic shit, whether it's a pressure scenario, an ocean scenario, just an energy scenario that's mm. elevated. It's so Fuck, true. It was cool, man. At it that was elite so level. Cool. I fucking loved it. I was talking to him and I was going, mate, this cunt is a world champ every day. Every day. It's just the system, but I even reckon he can bend that system to his will. Yeah, at that level, you're often seeing surfers where they're waiting for the wave to catch up to them. Mm. Uh, they're surfing beyond what is on offer with the wave. Their, their, their speed, yeah. their ability transcends uh, the opportunity given to them by the wave. And it's the ability to manufacture scores in those kinds of conditions and, and, and kind of get those reads on waves that are not really offering the opportunity uh, that I guess separates the fucking... The wheat, the wheat from the chaff, it does, let's mate. say. But I think, I think Robbo, like, yeah, that electricity, that that spark, that X mm. factor that surprises you. There's only a very small amount of surfers in history yeah. that have had it. Yeah, you know, Dane Reynolds, Clay Marzo, Jack Robinson. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think, like Toledo's got it, Medina's got it, uh, but yeah, John John's got it. John John's got it. Yeah, it, Andy it, had it. There's a fucking, yeah, there's a, there's a rare few for sure. But um, even like, that's why I was talking about Chippo because like, you'd see him in certain kinds of waves and he's got it. Um, but man, getting back to uh, Ollie's question, he said, could Smithy wrangle the great Tony Spanos to jump behind the mic and share some classic stories, UTFS? Mate, it's been on the cards for a long Has time. It? And uh, don't worry, now that it's been said, it's been mooted, mooted, whatever you want to call it. Uh, your wish is my command. No, I'm looking forward to that. Mate, I, I won't get a word in. Once you're <laughs> fucking... Mate, that's why I've been, I've been fearful. Uh, we, we, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll, bring the, I'll bring the chillum for myself mm. because uh, the ears will be bleeding. But fuck, he's got some yarns, mate. I'll bet he does. One of the greats. Mate, this is from the Noisy Surfer. It's a, 
a bit of a story, but I'll read it to you. He says, after going through some hectic shit in the last 18 months, I took solace in self-care and training. I even recently returned from France after tackling 15 to 20 foot Lenore at age 44, which was a major goal. Can the Swellians dedicate an episode, a week, a month, whatever, to the foundations of getting on the right track with nutrition and structures, etc.? There is so much potential in all of us. Big kiss, little hug, little kiss. Um, this sort of plays into our swellness, um, you know, agenda, mm. retreat, uh, pathway to, to good mental health and better choices. Yeah, yeah mate, it's coming. Um, Smivy and I often talk about sort of new programs for this show and really like the swellness is a place where we kind of record a whole bunch of those things in, in a single weekend sitting and share the knowledge and the wisdom. Um, I think there'll be plenty of those coming up. Yeah. A, a swellness special, like a weekly swellness pod or bi-weekly. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, uh, you know, if you listen to that Call Lords with Jughead, uh, I think there is another one that's about to drop with Ray Collins. Like, these chats often detour into this territory in an informal way. But, mate, there's so much knowledge there. Like, it's crazy. Like, the last couple of days... Uh, I've been, you know, I have my, my usual routine, you know, mm. Wim Hof, I've upped it to half an hour of meditation in the morning uh, and getting in the ice bath and, and doing this kind of quick circuit training. Mate, it's like I'm fucking on drugs. The energy I can generate through that practice mm. is crazy. And I've said it in the past, there is no mental health issues when you have high energy. Yeah. Like really depression is just a matter of having low energy. Yeah. And I just... Spent six weeks with an injury and I was depressed because I fucking couldn't generate yeah. the energy. I had to fucking lay about and it was hard. Well, mate, we've got access. Uh, I mean, everyone does. Everyone has access. You can find these people who are so willing to share their journeys and, and their tips and their stuff. But I mean, yeah, fucking oath, man. We'll, we'll bring it to you. We've got access to some of the great minds, some of the great fucking fightbacks out of these big black holes. Uh, incredible stories. You know, lives that are constantly being challenged by having the methodology to heal and be better, but also understand that you can't control everything. You're going to spiral and these are the pathways to keep on keeping on. Mm. And um, yeah, man, I, I would say that that's going to be part of our 2024 program rollout for sure to have that consistently as part of our thing because definitely the swellness is coming back and definitely the pilgrimage is coming back too. So uh, stay tuned for that one. Hope you get the lot, you dog. This is from Quabsy, mate. Last question. We'll end it on this one. Love you, bro. He said, uh, as a man with solar panels, I was wondering how many titles would Kelly give up in order to have an insanely beautiful head of hair? Or is this the sacrifice he made to the corn harvest in order to win his titles? I can tell you how many. He sacrificed three. Because he didn't want to go bald in public, whether he admits it or not. But he fucking retired. He had hair. And when he came back, smooth as a goog. <laughs> and uh, so he sacrificed three to get back on the letting go. Because mm -hmm. remember, he comes back and uh, one of his big Quicksilver uh, videos, you know, on that comeback. The loss to Andy uh, obviously rattled him. Um, gets back to a place where he's sort of winning world titles with ease. And, and the, the, uh, the title of that whole voyage was letting go. And, mate, as a, a man who has kissed the follicles goodbye, I can tell you that, that that's really what he was talking about. 
He was talking about letting it go. The ego, mate. Letting go of vanity. I mean, mate, vanity's a trap because uh, the more you buy into it, the more you become a prisoner of it because your looks are going to fucking go, mate. That's an inevitability. And uh, interesting, yeah, jog my memory. So did he have hair uh, during the AI rivalry? He had it shaved right down. So picture this. It's 1998. Jake Patterson wins the Pipe Masters in the last seconds against Bruce Irons. Earlier that day, quarterfinal between Rob Machado and Kelly Slater for uh, the world title. This is for Kelly to win the world title over Mick Campbell and Danny Wills. He wins, gets chaired up the beach after just getting drained, drained, spat out of back door, fucking just one of those Slater performances. And he's got the shave down, but it's not the proper shave down. It's one of those kind of mangy shave downs. You know the ones. Bit patchy, kind of like not quite accepting where the fucking follicles are heading, which is straight to the bathroom floor and down the plug hole. And uh, when he comes back from the Quicksilver Crossing, he retires that day on the beach. And then he comes back a few years later to surf against Andy. And, um, yeah, he's he's clearly, you know, he's shaved down, but it's not. he's not doing the, the razor yet. So... I would say still just a touch of denial there and probably really capitalised on by Andy, who had the thick locks, mate. Mm. The Hollywood good looks, the chiseled jaw. Oh. And, uh, yeah, the, the the anger. You know, Kelly rarely won in anger, I reckon. A- Andy brought that to the fire, which uh, that challenged the great goat. And, um, yeah, mate, look, uh, I, I think it's three. The answer to the question is three. Three world titles to uh, get back to that next run of... I think that was World Title number six. So we won another five after that. It's a real shame. I feel like the surfing public, uh, particularly those who are losing their hair, was robbed of, of seeing a, a true champion, uh, you know, r- resplendent with his Lieutenant NYPD Blue Sipowitz hairdo, mm. just claiming World Titles, wearing a proud, wearing the Where's panels. Where's the fucking Gary Ablett in surfing, bro? Fully. Gary Ablett Senior. The David Barnhill. Well, I'll tell you where he is. Rusty Erky, bro. He's out there doing it we for still the fucking team. Go, Erky! Just quick doff of oh, the, yeah, quick doff, doff of the toupee to uh, W, JW, Julian Wilson, who has... Embraced. Embraced. And he yeah. looks great. And I actually loved that uh, that Rivia. It was cool. Short doco. Yeah. I, I just saw it. Yeah, just a, an amazing insight into a into a family man, a guy who who, who, who took the honourable route of, you know, raising kids and being around and, you know, stability and peace and surfing with his mates yeah. and just the classic oh, Australian lifestyle and fucking shaving it. Down to a, a one-er, a, a, yeah. a, a point one you know, and he looks great. He yeah. looks fresh and fucked up surfing with CT level over there. Like a big, like a big, like a big. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, great surfing, it. great lifestyle documentary. Really enjoyed it. I'll get him on the, get him on the show. Got to get W. Have, oh, have a linked up with the W. We're, we're well overdue for dubbers, a W chat. Dub, dubbers. Yeah, and he's, he's ready to go, so let's get him on. See you next time. Scott. Go on, you mate. Yeah, bro. Good to have you back. Are you Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Are you 